Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. How do you pass up the opportunity to spit blood in Joan Baez's face? Face, face, face. Hey, what's happening? Mike Schmidt, forty-year-old boy podcast. You know, I gotta, I gotta change that. Not change it. I've said it like that a long, a long time. But perhaps you know, with new people joining us all the time via Twitch, uh, I should say, I should say my name more clearly. I would imagine. Hey, what's happening? Uh, well, no, I don't want to say, hey, what's happening? I say, hey, what's happening? I, th- I can't throw a G in there. Uh, nobody wants superfluous G. Fuck you, G. Take a walk, G. And not you, Warren G. You stay, but you, G, you're out. You ex- extra G in happening. There's nothing happening about this podcast. This is a happening podcast, man. And listen to me. I snap right here like a couple of beatniks. Uh, hey, what's happening? Not well, not what's happening. Nobody, hey, hey there, chums, internet chums. What's happening? Hi. What's happening? Hot stuff. Hot, hot, hot stuff. Uh, that's lung duck dong. It's not lung duck dong. <laughs> I just said lung duck dong. That changes his whole appeal, doesn't it? You like long duck dong. He's certainly someone you want to go ahead and hang out with and ride an exercise bike with while you're thinking about fucking him. If you're in a, in a, a track suit. Uh, but if you've got lung duck dong, uh, duck, duck, I can't even see his fucking name. Lung, lung, lung. See, because here's the thing, long duck dong, you can say all day, long duck dong, long duck dong, long duck dong, but lung duck dong, because I mean, oh, I said it right, I think that time, uh, but if you say lung duck dong, that, doc, see, I did it wrong there, lung duck dung, see, I, it's just your voice, well, not your voice, I guess your mouth, your tongue, my tongue, I don't control my tongue anymore, It's and, and, and which means stay away from me, I, you could get licked, if you get close enough, you're, you're bound to get licked at some point, either your cheek, your neck, your chest, something something on you is going to get a, like a, the cat treatment from me, and not that I have a sandpaper tongue of any kind, Although I burned my tongue today eating, so it's a little, uh, it's a little, it's a little tender. I get a tender tongue. Uh, I saw a tender tongue in Coachella. Oh my God, they were fantastic two weeks ago. Did you catch that show? That was great. Ariana Grande brought them out when she brought out Justin Bieber to lip sync. Uh, that I just look. All right, look, I'm an old person. We all know this, and, I, and that's one of the things I was about to talk about. Uh, but, but I, I saw a clip from Coachella and, uh, and you know me, if, if you know anything about me, you know, I love shows in the desert. Oh my Christ. I, I try to go to all the festivals I possibly can. Cause I love standing in the mud for three days. You know what? You know, it's good going to those shows when you have no money and when you're not rich. So you gotta, you gotta sleep in a pile of uh, fucking rabbit dung and then wake up in the morning and beg for water from strangers. You know what I mean? Fuck. I, if I would have been at Woodstock, I would have been, they would have been like, don't take the purple acid. I would like, I'm not, I'm not taking the purple acid. I'm taking the 
the first fucking train out of here. I can't sit here with all you fucking filthy hippies. Now, look, free love made about enough. If I'm going to rail some fucking hippie chicks in the goddamn middle of, the, of a mud field and everybody's going to watch me do it, then that's fine. That might be worth the traffic to get up to fucking upstate New York. But if it's just me and bad drugs, fuck that. I can find that anywhere. I don't need to go up. And I guess, um, I mean, not everywhere you're going to see Sha Na Na and Hendrix on the same fucking bill. But... Uh, at the same time, you know what I mean? I just want to rail fucking hot chicks in the middle of a festival. That's fine. Coachella, I got no money. I can't do that. I show up at Coachella. I didn't even get the good drugs or the bad drugs. I get no drugs. I didn't even get bottled fucking water, man. I can't afford that shit at Coachella. Again, I'm old too. They probably fucking check your ID. And if you're old, you have to sit way in the back. And not even sit. You got to stand. I mean, I want to sit because I got to sit down because again, old, old person. Uh, hey, that thing I was going to warn you about. I don't know, I'll, I'll go ahead. Did I, did I mention that I was warning something? I don't know because I, I, I've started this show like six fucking times. And then the thing I was going to warn you about happened. And I'm like, fuck, man. So first of all, let me say this. Uh, hey, what's happening? Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast. There you go. That's a better way to say it. Mike Schmidt to say my name so everybody knows my name. Uh, I got to say my name. Say my name. Uh, hey, baby, I love you. All right, never mind. I, I can't do any Beyonce songs. Although Beyonce just appeared on my Spotify. They've just released Lemonade on Spotify. And then all these people are like, if you've waited three years to listen to this album, then you're a nerd. And I'm like, I, you know, fuck, I didn't get title. I mean, I, I heard it. I've heard it several times. I listened to YouTube stuff. I had fucking people play it in my car and I liked it. Thought the album was a jam. So now I'm happy to get access to it on Spotify. But everybody is just shaming you. If you don't, uh, if you don't own this album already, you're a fucking dick. Why? What? Dudes. Social media, it's just, and we talked about this, and I don't want to sound old, even though I am old, I'm decrepit, I'm ancient. If you listen very closely, hold on one second. Again, that was my hip. I, that just happens. My hip fucking snaps in the middle of a conversation these days. I'm, I mean, you know what I want to do? I just want to poly holiday the shit out of this motherfucker and get a goddamn stairway chair that goes all the way to the top that the gremlin's going to abuse. That's all I want to fucking do. I want to poly holiday myself into a fucking slidey chair that goes up to the top of my fucking curved staircase. And I want the gremlins to show up, Stripe and Gizmo and Kaka and whatever the fuck. And I want them to just ride me up to the goddamn top. And then Phoebe Cates can tell me about her dad who's stuck in a goddamn chimney and they find his bones later. Uh, that's all I want. I just want to hear about Phoebe Cates' dad's bones. That's it. That's all. That's the only reason I exist now. I got 25 years left on this planet. I will not be able to rest unless I can talk to Phoebe Cates about her dad's bones that she found in a goddamn fireplace wearing a Santa Claus hat. I must have a slidey chair that the gremlins can abuse. God damn it. Why, why won't you do this? Yes, I live in a one-bedroom apartment. Yes, it'll be a slidey chair that goes to nowhere, but I don't give a fuck. You know what I want? Here's what I want. I want a fucking slidey chair. Because in that movie... Polly Holiday, she hops on it, which is, as we know, that's Kiss My Grits Flow from Alice. But it's Polly Holiday in there, and she sits on the chair, and it's like, and it takes her all the way to the top of the stairs because she's far too old now to climb those stairs. you got a couple of bad hips. Well, I only have a one-bedroom apartment. So you probably think, well, Mike, there's nowhere for this chair to go. Bullshit. That's what I say to you. We put this chair right inside the front door and we just make it go along my walls like a tram. I mean, it like just just take me from the front door up into the kitchen and then through out here to my office and then into my bedroom. I, it just runs on the walls. It doesn't go up. It doesn't go down. It just goes sideways, man. It spares me from having to take the eight steps from my fucking front door to my goddamn bedroom. That's what I need. I just want a slidey chair. Oh my God, how great would that be? That in a walk-in tub. I need to see more commercials for that with the fucking shows that I watch. Dudes, I fucking... All right, let's talk about being an old person. Um... I, I see those commercials. I get yeah, I get ads constantly where they're like, hey, Silver Fox, you want to date silver ladies in your area? 
I do not. Thank you for asking. I mean, I, you know, if there's a bunch of crazy old ladies who want to fuck, then maybe I'm on board with that. Let's do that. Let's just go fucking run through a pile of silver muff. That's fucking now I'm on board. If you pitch it to me like that, but don't be like, hey, there's there's seniors in your area who want to play tennis. Well, I don't give a fuck about that, man. If someone wants to jump the fence and then land on my face, then let's do this, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I call that? Forty love. <laughs> Get over here and fucking straddle me with your little tennis skirt on, grandma. Um, because that's but that's the things like I'm in my brain. You know, normally you're like I can't fuck any grandmas, but it's yeah. That's you know what? That's all I gotta fuck now is grandmas. That's what I want to do because that's my age group. Uh, especially with kids having kids so young these days. If you got like a 16 year old daughter, and then she has a baby. You're a grandma at 48. Uh, so you, wait, hold on. 48 to the math. Now that's at 30. Yeah, you can be a grandma at 48. You can be a grandma at 40. If you had a kid at 16, and then you and then your kid is 16 and has a kid, you can be a grandma at 32. You could be a grandma at nine. Maybe that. Maybe not that one. Maybe that's now we're pushing World Weekly News territory at that fucking point. That's like that's giving birth to space alien or bat baby story territory. Um, but yeah, if, like if old ladies want to get fucking railed, then that's fine. I'm on board. Let's do it. Let's. I'll just fucking start diving head first. Let's do this. Uh, but if it's just to hang out and do puzzles, fuck, I don't want to do old lady puzzles. Fuck that, man. You know what I mean? It's like, get me a, a fucking slidey chair and a walk-in tub. See, nuts. I want that shit just so I'm attracted to the fucking old ladies who want to bang. That's what I need. Hey, lady, how you doing? You want to come over to my place for the walk-in tub? <laughs> hey, are you tired of stepping? <laughs> Come over to my place. I got a slidey chair and a walk-in fucking tub. It's gorgeous. Yay. You know, you ever thought to yourself when you were taking a bath, God, I wish this tub had a door. Oh, wouldn't that be grand? I would love to walk in and out of this fucking tub like it was a fucking 1951 Nash Rambler. That's what I want. A big, you know what? I'm going to get a tub. Fuck your walk-in tub. I'm going to get a walk-in tub with suicide doors. I'm really going to fucking knock people out. I'm going to James Dean the shit out of these chicks. I'm going to be like, you're tearing me apart. And then just open both doors and they can step into my bathtub here ladies step in the only problem with that then is you got to run the bath while you're in it like if you got it because if you open up the two suicide doors and forget it you got a fucking flood there's water all over the goddamn place and we can't have that so i gotta go ahead and I, you know i'll open the door for a lady because that's how I, I handle my business that way now even when i was a younger man uh i i oftentimes i would get a crazy look when i would go to a grocery store you ever go to the grocery store and they got those automatic doors you step on the fucking mat and the whole thing opens they still got those well fuck i would literally if i was approaching with a lady um I would step on the mat like I, w- I would just I would to like open the door for them as if it was a chivalrous thing to do. And I and I again, I was proud of it because I'm like, yeah, after you, ma'am or after you, miss or after you, honey, uh, I never said honey, but in my brain. Uh, but I'm like, after you. Uh, oh, here you go. Of course, ladies first. Uh, whatever. Some charming thing that I would say. But it, it, you don't look charming. You look like a fucking creep. That's that's the equivalent of picking flowers out of their own yard and handing it to them. It's it's like the least effort you could ever possibly make for somebody. So you think to yourself, well, I mean, this is a good a nice thing to do, uh, and you you step on the mat and you go after you, and there's like this, you fucking weirdo. It's like if there was a revolving door, you ever get caught in a revolving door? No, of course not. Nobody's been, <laughs> ever been caught. What a stupid thing to say. You ever been caught in a revolving door? Hi, excuse me. Are you the three stooges? Is that a possibility? Just look, do me a favor. Look into a mirror. Are you bald? And are you going, maybe you're one of the three stooges. Perhaps if you are, have you ever had a fight with soup? You could be the three stooges. Have you, have you ever had a fish lean up and bite a cracker out of your hand when you try to make a fucking bowl of soup? If so, then there's a chance you could be one of the three stooges and, and you don't understand doors. Fuck me. Um, I would, I would literally just, I, I, I would, just, I would, with a revolving door, you know, you have to let people in. I would, I would be a nice person. You let them in first and then you kind of, you know, you got to push the door. I, I, I try to be nice, man. I try to be 
be a chivalry dude. I try to help ladies into a fucking store and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, I can remember literally from the time I was a young man, I would step on the mat. I'd be like, after you. And they would, it was always, nobody went, tee hee, thank you, sir. They were all like, what are you trying to do? Get behind me, man. Because I just read that too. The fucking, some woman on Twitter, she said, men, if you're on an elevator and it's just you and a woman and you're both going to the same floor, get off the elevator first. They said it's it's for the comfort level of the woman, so you're not sneaking behind her, and uh, and in the in the mentions, of course, because it's fucking Twitter or social media or whatever fucking garbage you want to throw out there. Uh, every man showed up to go. Uh, well, uh, it's uh, chivalry to, it dictates that I would let the lady get off the elevator first, and I'm you know I, I know I'm a good guy, and I know I'm not going to worry. And this woman kept saying, "You're not listening to me. I don't give a fuck if you're a good guy. What I'm telling you is, we don't know that you're a good guy, and you can even look at us in the face and say you're a good guy, but it's still going to freak us out that you're standing behind us. What the fuck, man?" And I and I get that. I totally get that instinct because I literally I get in an elevator and I'm always like I always hold the door. If if women are getting off whatever floor, if I'm getting off on the same floor, I literally I'll, I'll put my hand out and I go, ladies, and the ladies will walk out and then I'll follow out if I'm getting out. Usually in the lobby, but uh, I I never thought that it would be this uncomfortable feeling where you do because I've done it before on the road on the street walking. Uh, I I think I tell that story on here where we I was walking somewhere and I was I was behind a woman and. I'm, and I'm like, should I fall back? Should I cross the street? What should I fucking do? I want to keep, I don't want to keep the same pace. Uh, I did it after Avengers Infinity War. As a matter of fact, I told that story where I was walking and I just really wanted to talk to somebody about the movie and she was alone. It was five in the morning. We were getting out of the movie so fucking early and, uh, and I'm behind her by about eh, five paces and she's walking, I'm walking and she's moving at a pretty decent clip and so am I, but I want to talk to her because I want to talk to anybody. So then I, I go and I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. And she didn't turn on at first. And then finally she turns around I, and then I go, did you see the movie? And then she turned around and I go, I, I'm sorry. I know this is strange to approach you from behind. I don't mean to do that, but I just, I want to talk about the movie with somebody. And so then we talked about the movie. We had a nice chat. I walked her to her car and then I left, but I can understand the feeling how fucking weird that must be when you, you know, cause they always tell you, I'm sure she's got her hands and her, your keys in her hands, like Wolverine waiting to scratch my fucking eyes out of my skull. And, and I would deserve it for sneaking up on her at five o'clock in the fucking morning on sunset Boulevard. Hey, excuse me. Hey lady, how you doing? I mean, if fuck, nobody wants to hear that shit. And especially me, you know, I'm six, two, three, Forty. I mean, I, and I'm just I'm like, excuse me, ma'am. I mean, like nobody wants to fucking talk to me. I mean, nobody knows that I'm me and charming and fun, and I'm the internet's most beloved character. Nobody knows that about me in the middle of the fucking night. Uh, but you know, I I so I thought about the elevator thing, and then in my brain I went because I'm and I'm I'm hardwired to try to be a chivalrous person or try to be nice, thinking. That it's a good thing, thinking that being nice is a good, nice thing to do and and polite and chivalrous. My mom always told me, you know, you respect women, all that kind of stuff. But maybe it's respecting women to let them go first. Uh, That's what I always thought. But no, maybe it's respecting women to get off the elevator and get the fuck away from them and leave them alone. I mean, I don't I don't know. So then part of me is like the next time I'm in an elevator, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to say, you know, because I always push buttons. I'll say what floor and I'll push the button. Uh, And maybe there's an opportunity to go, hey, look, I'm on the same floor. Uh, I read, you know, like, cause you know me, I overthink this shit and I want to peel this fucking onion right there on the goddamn elevator. And I want to go, Hey, all right, let's light this fucking candle. Let me ask you something. Uh, I'm getting up at the same floor 
And I normally would hold the door for you and let you off. But is that uncomfortable for you? Because if it is, but then by that time, you know, 15 words into this fucking paragraph, they're just like, dude, just stay the fuck away from me. And then I got to stay on the elevator, let them get off, go to their room, go up to another floor, and then ride it back down to my floor so I don't scare the shit out of her and her fucking future generations. I'm sure she's going to feel my fucking nonsense in her ovaries. It's going to affect her future kids at some fucking point because I'm just, and I'm just trying to be a nice guy, but I, I, I look, I, you know me, I, uh, I talk, I'm glib. And I want to get to the bottom of stuff. So I'm just like, hey, look, here's the thing. I read a thing that said that ladies want uh, to be safe. And so I'm supposed to get up the elevator first. But I was always raised by a single mom who told me that I should be respectful and, and let ladies get off first. So why don't you tell me what you want to do? And, and I literally, her, if her only answer isn't, I want to end this conversation immediately, then I've done everything wrong. I mean, because she should already at that point be annoyed with me and just go, I, you know what I want to do? I never want to talk about this again. And I want, I want you to leave me the fuck alone. I'm going to go up to floor eight and then walk down the stairs. I'll take my chance in a dark stairwell before I will getting off a fucking elevator with you, Chatty Magoo. Fuck. Um, because I want to reach out. That's the thing. I want to reach out to, be, to people and just be nice on an elevator. I want to tell her, hey, look, <laughs> I read this thing on the Internet. That's what you want to do. You want a long conversation with somebody at an elevator about something that you read on the World Wide Web. That woman that night, she's like, I just want to get to my fucking room. You know what I mean? Literally, I just want to I just want to fucking spit in my hand and then get myself off and then go to sleep. That's all I want to do. That's it. I got two toys waiting for me that I'm going to go ahead and use and then take a fucking nap. Leave me the fuck alone, pal. Uh, you know, she doesn't need me. She's got a business trip. She's doing whatever the fuck she's doing. And she doesn't want me to fucking go, excuse me, I'd like to have a long discussion about chivalry. Get the fuck out of here, Lancelot. I'm just getting off the fucking elevator, man. Nobody wants to hear about you and your hangups. Jesus Christ, push the button, open the door and fucking walk away. Do me a favor. <laughs> Leave me be. Go fucking save Guinevere and let me go to bed and fucking jill off and hit the sack. God damn. But my instinct is to reach out. Excuse me, madam. Fuck you, man. What? Am I hoping there's going to be a puddle when the doors open and I throw my coat over it? Hey there, excuse me, ma'am, please. If you would, I'd like to escort you across this busy pond that we found on the fourth floor. Get away from me. What the fuck, man? Ah, oh, dude, what a fucking weird life. You know what I mean? It's like everything, everything has changed and it's just changing. And again, I find myself old. You know what I mean? And, and uh, as we as we all know, I've taken the beginning of this year to work on myself as a person before I want to try to start infecting other people with my crazy on dates or whatever the fuck. Like I said, starting in July, I'll probably go ahead and reach out and start doing something like that because I'll feel better but or physically, mentally. Who knows, man? But uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what it's going to be like. I, I think about it all the time where I'm just like, I don't even know. I wouldn't know the first fucking thing. You know what I mean? Because it's like I was married forever and then I met someone through this fucking show. And then I mean, meeting real people in the real fucking world. Holy shit. Who wants to do that? Uh, and, and and also, like I, I've, as I've said many times before, the second I start fucking you know, doing anything like that. Uh, you know, everybody Googles everybody now. So they're going to Google me and, and just and find out. Uh, and they're going to hear this fucking show, this particular show. I'll tell you what, if you're Googling me right now, if you found this show, if you were thinking about if you saw me on fucking Kettle of Fish or whatever the fuck, and you're like, hey, that guy seems like he might be okay to go out with once or twice. And then you're listening to this show and you're like, fuck, I can't listen to this fucking dude. Well, I, you know, I don't blame you. That's all I'll say to you right now. I will tell you this. I don't blame you. But I will say this to you as well. Um, have I mentioned my walk-in tub? 
I, I don't I don't know if you I don't know where you jumped in on this episode. Fucking suicide doors, man. You want to talk about taking a bath in in a fucking old school DeSoto. You ever want to do that, ma'am? You ever want to do that? You want to just lube yourself up with all the fucking soap in the goddamn world as you sit in the backseat of a goddamn Buick Roadster and you just fucking get lathered up with fucking leather seats, suicide doors and a push button AM radio. Let's get you fucking clean, baby. Let's get you 1956 clean. I'm talking fucking haze code clean that's what i'm talking about baby <laughs> yeah that's right i'll fucking roger you roundly in my goddamn old school fucking crazy goddamn chevrolet caprice classic whatever the fuck oh, jesus <sighs> all right hi uh, so what i wanted to warn you about that has not happened yet uh, but it was happening because here's the thing. I tried to record this a couple of times. Uh, again, I was up. I was up very late. I don't know. And I don't know what I've said at the beginning of the show, because then as I've, we've already talked about fucking ponds in a fourth floor in a walk-in tub. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I had to get up really early this morning and I had to take my brother to the airport. And when I say take my brother to the airport, I didn't know that in the beginning. All right. Because here's the thing. Fuck. I say yes all the time now. I'm a guy who says yes. People, I'm trying to be a yes person. People ask me to do something. I want to say yes because I'm going to get the fuck out of my house. I'm going to go and visit people, see people, do things, whatever the fuck, whatever makes sense or is fun. So Lenny texted me and he's like, hey, you around tomorrow? And I'm like, uh, and I just texted him back. Yeah. Well, I said, what time? Because usually when he texts me, it's usually he wants me to pick him up at the airport or pick him up in Long Beach. And, uh, and he said, 6.30. And I said, great. And, uh, and then I went back to doing what I was doing. Um, and I was twitching. You know what? I was actually on a live stream when he texted me to ask me that. And because uh, then I had answered, I go, hey, everybody, I think I, ever, I even said I'm taking my brother to the airport. I might have bitched about this on the Twitch stream. If you're, if you're one of the people who was tuned into the Twitch stream, let me apologize now because you're hearing this rerun. But... Uh, he said 630. I said, okay. I just said, yes. And I put the phone down and then I thought about more often and I'm like, wait a second. He's in town. Like he's doing a show. He was doing a show at a comedy club called Flappers in Burbank. And, uh, and, and I saw it online. So I remembered. And then my brain, I texted him like an hour later. I go, Hey, wait a minute. I go, am I taking you to the airport or am I picking you up at the airport? And, uh, he texts back and he's like, no, man, you got to take me to the airport. Be at my place at 630. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. Um, and then, <laughs> like an hour later, I'm like, wait a minute, six thirty a.m. or six thirty p.m. Because I'm again, I'm just saying yes, folks. I'm just, I'm just. You throw out an olive branch, I'm gonna fucking grab it. Uh, and then he writes me back. He goes a.m. And I'm like, oh. And I just wrote, ouch. All right. I'm, because here's the thing, man. If I gotta pick him up at LAX at six thirty p.m. Well, I've got to fight traffic on the way down there, which is whatever. That's fucking fine. But if I have to take him down to LAX at 6.30 p.m., it's a little better because traffic going south is different than traffic. Uh, you know, because I would have to leave at like 5.30 to go get him, whatever the fuck. It, so that, that was fine. But, but dude, 6.30 in the morning, picking him up at the airport would be totally easy because going south at that time of morning, I can, and I can leave at fucking 5 if I want and then sleep in the parking lot, whatever the fuck, just to get down there and beat fucking traffic, right? But... Having to take him at 6.30, uh, that means he literally needs to leave at 6.30, and then that means we're going to be in the fucking teeth of of morning traffic, which is, and I don't care, he throws me a couple of bucks, and that's fine, that works out, but it's that same thing where I just said, yeah, cool, and then all of a sudden, literally everything broke bad, it was, the, it was the, he may as well have said, hey, can you can you give me a piggyback ride to LAX at 6.30 in the morning? Of course, yes, done, because uh, I agreed to it, and I'm not going to go back on it, and like I said, he throws me a couple of bucks, so I'm not bitching about it. 
I'm just saying that I said yes, and then it unfolded to be very unfavorable in my in my uh, corner, in my favor, I guess you would say. Um, so he wanted me to pick him up, and uh, and then he texts me. He's like, hey, my, more like 7 o'clock. Because I was actually going to text him and go, hey, can we go at like maybe 530? Because uh, then we'd beat all the fucking traffic, and I could beat the traffic home. But he instead, he, t- he texted me to say, hey, man, let's go earlier. Or, or later, I should say. So we went 7, 7 p.m. or 7 a.m. Jesus Christ, I apologize. Uh, I just fought off a yawn. And I, that's one of the, that was what I was going to warn you about. So anyway, <laughs> I, the bottom line is I go to his apartment. I pick him up. And uh, he wants me to get him at 7 a.m. So I pick him up at 7 a.m. And it's a round trip. And then I got to be in the gym at noon. And I'm already fucking gassed because I didn't get to bed late. I, uh, I've been doing a really good job of changing my schedule. So I go to bed at 1 or 2 and I get up at 9 or 10. It's great. I'm actually I'm feeling really good about that schedule. And then I'm in the gym at least three times a week. I'm still trying to move in some cardio and stuff like that. I'm, I, but this, I'm really excited to weigh in on fucking May 1st because I've cooked for myself, done a ton of lifting. And it's it's I'm feeling really good. I can see it. I can see it in my face. See the way I, I, I feel different. Clothes are different everything um but that said i you know uh i I couldn't get to sleep that night for some reason the night before and i was trying to fall asleep and i couldn't i couldn't fall asleep it was like 2 45 a.m and i had to be at his place at seven and then i got up and i came home and i crashed for two hours and i wrote john i'm like is there a way we can make uh working out on wednesday thursday and he's like i can't do thursday i'm like fuck so i said all right just tell me what time and he said 12 30 um, so I was able to get a couple hours of sleep and then get up and go to the gym. And then what I've been trying to do, uh, in a, in a, in a very important way, I don't want to sleep during the day. I mean, I want to, I mean, I'd love to lay down and take a nap because I'm old and fucking ancient. But at the same time, I was just like, I can't because it fucks up the whole schedule, the whole program. Uh, if, even if I've had like five hours of sleep or four hours of sleep, I'm like power through the fucking day, get to bed by one o'clock and, and feel good about it because then when you get up in the morning, you sleep till like eight, you know, nine or 10, that's fine. Uh, that this whole reason I'm telling you this, the whole reason, the whole roundabout reason I'm explaining all this bullshit to you is because, uh, I'm going to yawn and I'm going to yawn a fucking lot during this show. I can't believe that I have it now. Um, and hold on my, you know, this is really weird too. Every week now when I wind up doing the show, uh, I, my nose is stuffed up and I, I don't fucking know why. Like, I mean, it's not really stuffed up, like sniffling stuffed up, but I can feel it in the back of my throat and I want to like. I, yeah, I want to do something about it, but I mean, that would be fucking disgusting on the air and I don't want to fucking do that, but I also don't want to stop talking because we got momentum going and we're trying to do a goddamn show here and I don't have a dump button. That's what I need to get is a goddamn dump button so I could push it and then do all sorts of terrible things with my skull and you wouldn't know what the fuck was going on and then I'd come back and be like, so what else is going on? And you'd be like, oh man, he sounds different and clear. Uh, but instead, you've got to hear me sound like a fucking half a pug, you know what I mean, with my fucking face. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? All right. Uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to sniff a little bit and I'm going to have some water. I'm going to do maybe that'll make me feel better. Hold on. See, that's what happens when you're alone, man. Nobody covers for you. Um, so I'm yawning and, and, and I don't want to yawn. I've only yawned once during this telecast telecast. Hi, I'm on TV. Uh, no broadcast. So that's good news. Broadcast. I'm not live. It's a recording. This taping. This session, this this therapy session, I've I've laid down and laid out the law for you. Uh, so I, I'm, but I'm warning you, there may be yawns coming because I'm the oldest man alive, dudes. I mean, I don't know what it is now. I wind up tired in the afternoon, even even sleeping eight hours. All of a sudden, it'll be like four thirty, and I'm like, ah, you know, I could probably sleep for an hour or two. I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? And and. People have been very nice. They've reached out to me and they've been like, uh, this might be some kind of low-level depression, man, where you just want to fucking crash all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I, I guess I could see that. 
Um, but at the same time, it's just it, sleep is so good, right? Let's 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 deal with that for just a second. I uh, sure I might have something wrong with my fucking brain, and and I, I might have a shadow cast about my fucking innards. I have no idea how that works. Uh, maybe there's a dent in my head. Maybe I have CTE. I don't know. I don't want to speculate about what's going on upstairs in the attic uh, underneath the old cranium. I don't want to fucking go ahead and reach out and diagnose myself on the air for you fine people. But I do know this. I I'm uh, I want to sleep. Whether that's to escape the world or just to fucking rest, I don't fucking know. But uh, but I know that when I'm asleep, nobody can hurt me when I'm asleep. <laughs> when I sleep, I'm a Viking. Uh... <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. So I, uh, so I'm trying to fend that off and I don't want to sleep during the day. Like I said, because as an old person, that's my instinct. And you want to talk about an old person, dudes. I mentioned it last week. Um, I have, I have back pain now and I have always in my brain gone, well, at least something, two things I've never had, uh, you know, I, these things that I, I know people that are afflicted by these things and I feel terrible for them because I'm like, Oh fuck, man, that would be such a drag. One of them is allergies. Anybody who's like, hey, man, I, you know, please don't say that cat's name because I'll sneeze for an hour. You know, that sort of deal. And I, I dealt with it with Jimmy. Jimmy, any dander, any fucking shit, he has to take pills before he gets on a fucking plane because everybody's got a goddamn emergency wombat that they fucking bring on there to make him feel good about the fact that they're 30,000 feet in the sky. I got news for you. Look, if you're bringing a fucking therapy animal on a goddamn plane, all you're doing is ensuring the death of that animal in a crash. That's it. It's not like that dog's going to fucking save you from anything. And I love doggos, man. Don't kid yourself. But when I get out and I see them in their little suitcase there and they peek out at you and you want to pet them and you want to be nice, but at the same time, you don't want to fucking hold the line up. You're going to go and sit down. Well, I mean, you can say that that therapy fucking animal got you through the fucking stress of the airport, but then you brought it on the goddamn plane. And if you go down, motherfucker, you've killed that dog. That dog didn't have a fucking choice. There's no way that dog's like, hey, man, let's go to Roanoke. You know what I mean? The dog didn't want to go to fucking Virginia. You could have boarded that dog or put it in a goddamn kennel. You could have let your fucking ex watch it. You could have let your aunt sit with it. And then you would have guaranteed that when you went down in a fucking flaming pile of rubble, that that dog would come to your funeral and cry and be sad, but then also would have a great life and still eat biscuits. And and you, you just quit passing out death sentences to fucking animals. Your fucking therapy cockatoo, your fucking therapy snake, whatever the fuck, therapy spider, I don't care. Don't bring any of that shit in the plane. Because A, you're inconveniencing everybody else on the goddamn plane, and B, uh, you're just killing that animal. That's all you're doing. If if it's it's really selfish of you to bring that dog or whatever the fuck on there, because A, you don't give a fuck about other people, but B, more importantly, you don't give a fuck about the dog. You don't give a fuck that dog because that dog could live a healthy life. You think that dog wants to be at twenty five thousand feet? You think that dog in its brain is going, yeah, I would totally love to risk my life right now in a death tube. Wouldn't that be fucking awesome? No, man, leave that dog in a yard. Let it run upstate. Let it go visit other dogs and sheep herd or whatever the fuck dogs want to do in their dreams. I don't know. No dog is once. You know what a dog doesn't want? Peanuts. Keep it off the fucking plane. No dog wants in-flight entertainment. No dog wants to be used as fucking seat front luggage that you tuck underneath. Nobody wants that shit. Uh, and, and a dog, you know what they really don't want? They don't want a thousand strangers coming up and trying to pet it. Because here's another thing about those fucking therapy dogs. They've got clothes on, which are awesome. But literally the clothes say, hey, man, I'm a therapy dog. Don't touch me. And, uh, and isn't that the fucking bite in the ass? Because you know what dogs exist to do? They exist to bring happiness to everyone. When you hog one fucking dog and you try to make its therapy fucking happiness your own only and you don't want to share it with anybody else. Oh, no, it's been trained to specifically meet my needs and my happiness. Well, then, all, you know what you've done? You've just acquired like a fucking shitty boyfriend. That's all you've done. You've And you've cut his balls off. You've got a hectored spouse at that point with four legs. And just because you give it a can of fucking liver sausage every once in a while doesn't mean that you fucking have to go ahead and ruin its 
life. And then it's on a plane because doggos want to spread the joy. That doggo wants to run up and down to the fucking aisle and kiss everybody and catch a tennis ball and whatever the fuck. But instead, you've got him locked down in a goddamn mini tuxedo and another fucking suitcase on top of that. And you're like, don't touch my dog. Well, fuck. I want to touch your dog. That's what we do. We touch dogs. We're nice to him. We pet him. We have a good time. Not this dog. What the fuck, man? It's therapy dog. I need it for it to go ahead and let me go ahead and make sure this flight was okay. And I want to go ahead and read the in-flight magazine. I want to I go ahead and look in his eyes and I know that I'm comfortable and everything's going to be fine. And this is going to be a good flight. Well, it's not everything's going to be fine. Jesus, fuck. I got news for you. If fucking the box cutter brigade shows up on that plane, you better turn that fucking dog loose to save the rest of us. He better airbud the shit out of fucking Mohammed Atta and the rest of his boys. Because I'll tell you what, I'm not going down on this plane alone. You better fucking, because that's the movie. There you go. I just wrote your movie. Bring the therapy dog on the fucking plane, but it's like an undercover therapy dog who's also trained like a police dog. And then if the fucking guys show up and they go like, hey, man, we're going to fucking turn this plane and go to Cuba, then you just fucking take him out of the suitcase and he bites the shit out of everybody's carotid artery. Winner. Done. Oscar. Air. It's because that's You know what? That's a true Air Bud. <laughs> you know what that would be called? Air Air Bud. Because Air Bud played basketball and soccer and whatever the fuck. Well, now you got him on a plane and he's working as an air marshal. Then he's totally fucking Air Marshal Air Bud. Air Marshal Bud. Whatever, pick whatever you want. All of them work. Put them on a poster. You're going to sell a billion tickets to kids who want to go in on a Saturday and eat sticky candy and laugh. And your parents will be just like, oh, man, this is fucking awful. But that's okay. It gets the kids out of my hair for two hours. But then, you know what you're going to try to do? And I know you because I fucking know who you are as a person. You're going to go to see Air Marshal Bud and you're going to bring your kids and you're giving them all fucking dip and dots and whatever the fuck. And then you're going to bring your therapy dog, aren't you? You're going to bring your fucking therapy dog to watch Air Marshal Bud. And now you're just going to give your therapy dog a fucking complex because he's going to be like, dudes, wait a second. Hold on. There's a whole world of doggo potential where they can fly on planes and bite out the fucking necks of goddamn master terrorists. And I got to be here and watch you guys eat fucking chocolate bars and candy bars. What the fuck, man? I'm protecting you from popcorn. Who the fuck am I? Don't pet me with your fucking butter hand. I don't want to be pet with a butter hand. Jesus Christ, leave me alone. Rough. Um, if you take that dog to Air Marshal Bud, you're just going to fucking ruin his day and ruin his life. Because he's going to be so sad. He's going to be like, oh, man, I could totally be that. I want to be. And unless you want to look at it as some fucking weird origin story, maybe you're going ahead and saving himself from himself. Maybe that's what it is that we think you're doing. Maybe you're going to go ahead and bring him there and he's going to discover Air Marshal Bud and then try to be all that he can be. And you pick a service, pick a challenge, set himself apart. Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. What a great place. What a great place to start. Rough. I don't know if your dog's going to do that, man. And also, you're not selfish. I mean, sorry, you're, you're too selfish. You're not a kind heart enough to let that dog go and join the military. Uh, and I don't blame you. Look, fuck that. We don't need dogs looking for IEDs. Don't they do that shit? Do they train dogs to go look for IEDs and stuff like that? I mean, dogs get all the shit jobs. I mean, I guess that's because they're good at them. You know, really, when you think about it, you know, that you think a dog wants to smell your underwear and go find you in a grave? No, he doesn't want to do that. He wants to catch a tennis ball and be happy. That's all that dog wants to do. He wants to play in the sunshine and look for a turtle. You ever see a dog look at a turtle? Jesus Christ, it, it couldn't be more weird for them. It's like it literally if you saw a space alien or a space alien saw you, you would just like stare at one another like, I don't even know what the fuck's going on here, man. You're from another planet. Well, that's what fucking dogs think of turtles. I, I saw a clip the other day of like a Boston Terrier, a people face dog, and he's just looking at a turtle and he he's doing the head tilt like, hmm, hmm, hmm. And he's smelling it because he can smell something in there and he hears him. That's the thing. I guess dogs get better hearing than the rest of us. So he's just kind of like, hey, man. Somebody lives in this circle. Who the fuck's in there? Who's in that circle? Rough. And and the turtle's not fucking stupid. The second he sticks his head out, the terrier's going to bite it the fuck off. So the turtle just fucking locks up. That's the whole point of being a turtle. If you don't want to fuck around with anybody, you just go, that's it. Check, please. You put up the fucking back in 10 minutes sign. You pull your head inside your own body. And you just fucking live in there. That's gorgeous. 
You're just fucking in there rolling around and the fucking dog's outside just like, who lives in the circle? Who lives in that circle? They start scratching the outside of your shell with their fucking paws. And I don't know if a turtle, like, is that good for a turtle? Does it feel like when you, because dude, how great is getting your back scratched? Oh my fucking God. It's worth, it's worth being in a terrible relationship just for the twice a month you get your back scratched. Holy fuck, would that be great? You get a girl with nails who just fucking goes to work. Oh, man. it's just, I, I used to do that. You scratch. There's nothing better than when, like, uh, you know, in the afterglow of sex, when you're just, when you're both, your hair's fucked up and you're sweaty and you can't move and your legs are shaking and you're just fucking laying there looking at one another and you're just kind of like, oh, my God, right? And uh, and your your noses are touching and you can just, your that breath is in your face, but you don't care because you're, you're just smelling love. It's just so fucking perfect and beautiful. And there's nothing better than taking your hand and just fucking running it from from the nape of your girl's neck all the way down her back and just tracing giant figure eights and then up through the center and all the way down just like to just, you know, you start at the neck and then you get down to the shoulder blades, then you move to the lower back and up back up to the nape of the neck and then back to the lower back and now you're working the whole back with your fingertips just fucking grazing lightly across and then you take your hand down and just, and just literally graze just the just below the tattoo and just below the ass crack. You know what I mean? Just you're just you get your hand right in there and you just graze it. Then you bring your whole hand up, you do the back. And then you do the back, don't forget the arms. You do the fucking over the shoulder and then down the arms and you run your hand up through her hair. And you pull and then you know what you do? You pull you run your hand up through her hair and then maybe you grab a handful of that hair and you just fucking squeeze a little bit. You give it a little tug. You don't fucking yank, you don't pull, but just enough to go, yeah, you know what? I'm here and I'm still running the show a little bit. And then you second slide your hand out of the hair and then you go over the shoulders and over the arms. Then you do each finger and then you back up the back and then you back down. And then you start to get a little lower and you start to work like the ass. And then you start maybe, you know, depending on how you're feeling and where you're at, maybe then you can start spanking somebody. And now I'm going to stop talking because I'm going to fucking have to stop and jerk off. All right. Hi. Um, so, uh, so man, you ever see a fucking dog look at a turtle <laughs> as I just gave myself half a fucking heart on describing some fun stuff. All right. Uh, but yeah, man, quit being selfish to your fucking dog. Every, every dog, gets a shitty job. You know what I mean? They're like, Hey, you know what? We got to find this kid who's buried in a shallow grave. Well, let's get the dogs out here. What the fuck, man? Can't this dog just have a real fun life somewhere? Why doesn't the dog ever get to work in a hamburger restaurant and eat the shit that falls on the floor? That's what he should be. He should be like a hamburger restaurant janitor. That should be the move. And people will be like, no, you can't have a dirty dog in the kitchen. Fuck you, man. There's dirty dogs everywhere. There's dog hair. There's dander. There's everything in the goddamn sky. It's fucking, I get news. The shit you're breathing in from car exhausts. Holy fuck. Don't tell me about dog hair in the fucking kitchen. That dog should be in there. And again, this poor dog, they're like, hey, you know, we, we've got to go ahead and find somebody in the swamp. A convict escaped. Let's get the bl- the bloodhounds out here. And the bloodhounds like, man, I don't want to go running through the fucking swamp. Turtles are in the swamp. You ever see that? That's a circle with a guy who lives inside it. It won't poke his fucking head out and then I'm baffled for fucking hours and then you guys are like why aren't you fucking trying to find the convict I'm like did you see this circle somebody lives in this circle for fuck's sake and that fucking turtle's just in there chilling out he's just like yeah fuck you dog don't even think about it I'm not even about to poke my fucking head out because I know you'll fucking chomp it right the fuck off go find some fucking Paul Newman go go find cool Ed Luke he ate 50 eggs he can't be too fast but dogs always get the shit jobs man dogs should just get fucking belly scratches that's it that should be their job just belly scratches and lap sitting and, and tennis ball throwing and also crunchy bag sleeping. Like if a dog, just give him a crunchy bag. So he lays on a paper bag and it makes noise. And he's just like, what's going on here, man? This is fucking dudes. And that's the best part about your doggo. Your doggo loves everything. I mean, doggos can be insane and they'll, like maybe they'll tear up your garbage or something. But at the same time, if you give him just like a crunchy bag, holy fuck, your doggo's, he's set for four hours. 
he just wants to land and he can't understand where the noise is coming from. And he, he looks at it and he's like, har, 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 and he does that thing where he jumps up and down and he looks at you like for help. And you're just like, dude, I don't know, man, it's a fucking crunchy bag. And then he jumps back on it again and it makes more noises. And then anytime he moves a certain way, it makes more noises. Ah, oh, dude, dogs are fascinated. Always. They're fascinating and fascinated. And that's the best part of it. And yet, and yet, and yet, we still banish them to the shit jobs. You know what I mean? Again, like I said, they could have a job in a restaurant where they're just eating the fucking garbage off the floor, but instead, no, you got to shove a kid's panties in its face and go, hey, go find this in some pedophile's trunk. Do me a favor, dude. Or you, or you make them fucking drug sniffing dogs at the fucking airport. You think dogs want to be narcs? They don't want to be fucking narcs. Dogs like fucking dope heads. Because weed heads are just, you know why? Because a guy gets fucking stoned and also in the middle of the night, he's like, I'm starving. You want something rough? Of course I do. Why not? So you're at a pizza and you eat half of it and you give half of it to the fucking dog because you're weeded out of your fucking mind. You think that dog wants to turn you in? No. But when you turn a dog into a cop, that's just, that's like the meanest thing you can do. We always give these dogs these shit jobs. Dogs are fucking, they should just, you know what? Dogs should work in children's hospitals. That's it. Or restaurants. Where they can just be, they could eat food off the floor or they could just be nice to kids. That's it. That's what a dog's job should be. You shouldn't have to go, hey, do me a favor, smell these socks. We think he's dead. That's the fucking worst job description of all time. Hey, what do you do for a living? Well, I work in a restaurant and sometimes they drop a hamburger and I get to eat it. And then later on, I get to go say hi to kids. It's totally awesome. What do you do? Uh, well, oftentimes I will smell things and then I will have to go to someone's house and find a dead body. <laughs> what? what explain that to me again yeah they'll say hey smell these socks is this guy dead and then i gotta go find him and inevitably he is dead because they don't call me in unless they're pretty sure that the guy's fucking dead nobody goes hey find this live guy unless it's some guy who escaped from fucking prison but it's usually some guy who's in on a drug charge and he's fucking trumped up somewhere down south that's where they have chain gangs and shit and then they make me chase a guy who i normally would fucking love because if you ordered me fucking chinese food in the middle of the goddamn night and sharing it with me how great would that be i don't want to put a chop suey weed head behind fucking bars i want to fucking hang out with this dude but instead they got me some fucking job where they're like here smell this bra this chick might be raped what why do i fucking gotta find her man fucking dogs what a fucking drag man just be nice to them just give them cool ass jobs this is what i need i need a walk-in tub with suicide doors and two dogs that just fucking hang out all day and eat hamburgers and chinese food that's what i want i want to do that i want to eat mugu guy pan with a dog while I take a fucking luxury bath in a Studebaker. <laughs> oh, dude, would that be great? Just fucking fill my Studebaker with hot water and suds and just fucking get all scrubbed yubby. Just fucking scrub the shit out of myself. And I'll just, you know what? And I'll bring pizza rolls in the bathtub with me and I'll just lob them out for my fucking dog to eat. God damn, what a life. This, I'll, You know what? Here's the thing. I'll get into my house. I'll, I'll get in my slidey chair, ride it along my walls all the way to the bathroom and just run myself the hottest bath of all time. Uh, well, no, I can't do that. I got to get in the bathtub so I because I got the suicide doors. I can't open them up. So uh, instead, I fucking I slide run the slidey door. I climb into the tub. Well, if I got to make the door, I got to make the pizza rolls. No, fuck that. My dog will eat frozen pizza rolls. He's a fucking weed head. So I fucking climb in the tub. I just run the hottest water ever. And then I just, I'm just fucking, you know what? Let's just change it. Let's not do pizza rolls because you drop those in the tub and it's disgusting. I'll go with bologna. Which I guess if you drop in the tub, it isn't disgusting. I don't know why I would think that. I'll just bring cold cuts. Oh my God, a fucking charcuterie tray. Let's bring that shit into the fucking Studebaker. Let's just fucking kick back with hot water and suds and just fucking have a plate of meat. And I'm just throwing some to a dog. I'm like, here, man, you want some gabagool? Like, hey, and he just fucking chomp, chomp, chomp. Yeah, buddy. This is better than being on a fucking plane, isn't it? You're goddamn right. No dead bodies here, are there? No fucking way. I mean, that cheese smells a little ripe. Have some cheese. Yeah, chomp. Me and a fucking dog. God damn. God, I want it so bad. You know, I've, I've come to the grips. I know I'm never going to have a house. 
I know I'm never going to have a, you know, I'm never going to be able to buy a house. I just never am unless I win the fucking lottery of some kind. Uh, it's just not going to happen. And, and that's what I need to have a doggo, to have a fucking giant a Studebaker tub. I got to fucking, maybe I got to work harder. Maybe that's what it is. You know, and, and again, if you've, if, by the way, if you're a future perspective mate and you've Googled me and found this show, I'm already working harder by the time you hear this. Don't, don't judge me by this show in April. When you're hearing this in July, you can think to yourself, wow, look at the changes he's made in three months. That guy's working hard. I bet, you know what? I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to go out on a limb. I bet by July, I'm a fucking businessman. How about that? Take that. I'll be like, fucking, you know what? I might be or, or Vincent Adultman. Perhaps I'll be him. Perhaps I'll just be in a trench coat and a fucking hat and I'll be on somebody's shoulders and I'll be actually paying bills on time. Not that I don't pay bills on time now of prospective suitors in four months. I'm paying bills all the time. I promise. Pay no attention to the show from three weeks ago. <laughs> don't listen to it. Fuck. See, I've priced myself out of any relationship just with that goddamn show. But here's the deal, man. I want to get a fucking house. I'm going to go, I'll get it. And like I said, I, I'm predicting by July, by the time I go ahead and I jump into fucking, uh, okay, fuckstick.com or whatever the fuck, um, it, you know, uh, what, what does the, what, what is the word? Okay. Matchmaker, right? Or whatever, why, I can't mix them up. There's kettle of fish. There's a uh, grinder. Certainly I got to go ahead and throw a profile profile up on that. And, uh, and, and okay. Uh, it's not matchmaker. There's, What's the big one? They're ma- oh, match. Match.com is one. And then there's, uh, okay, okay, Cupid. Fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, fuck, fuck stick. Okay, fuck stick. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I should put a dating profile on, uh, profile on okay, fuck stick and see how, see how it goes. You never know. Um, actually, let's be honest. Every single dating site, it should just be called okay, fuck stick because everybody lies in their profile. And when you read it, you just go, okay, fuck stick. <laughs> what's what's that? Oh, you're you're a lawyer. You've got three different law degrees. Oh, okay, fuck stick. Oh, that's you enjoying a fun time on the beach with your abs. Oh, okay, fuck stick. Because uh, <laughs> I because that's another thing I heard. Everybody's like, um, people lie. They misrepresent their age. They they say all the and I, I go I don't even because I don't know what the fucking setup is. I don't know what these fucking sites are going to be. And who knows? Maybe by July I meet a real person and I don't have to fucking go the internet electronic route. Who the fuck knows, man? Uh, but again, I will venture this. If you're listening now. If you've Googled me in the future and you found this show, look at the leaps and bounds I've made by July. Holy fuck. And like I said, I'm going to venture to say I will be a businessman by July. I'll bet I'll have a suit and a tie. I already have a briefcase. I mean, granted, it's filled with comedy stuff, and I think there's a thumper bat in there, but that doesn't mean anything. I can go ahead and fill it with ledgers, right? Isn't that what people carry in their book? What are you you carrying in your briefcase? Yeah, I can get a couple of ledgers in there, I'm sure. And uh, I guess a fancy fountain pen. Is that what you want? A quill pen? Do I I carry a bottle of ink with a feather pen? Is that what I want? Hi, I'm John Adams. I'm going to get a briefcase. I'm going to be John Adams and carry that. Or I'll have a powdered wig. I'll have a fucking bottle of ink and a goddamn feather pen. That's good. A couple of ledgers in there. Perhaps I'll have the Declaration of Independence in case I want to sign that again. Hi, I'm John Adams. I, uh, so what else could I carry? What else do businessmen carry? Staples. That's all. I'll just have some fucking staples. I don't mean staples like for living, like fucking crackers. I mean like staples, like actual metal staples. Because you got never know. Uh, you know what? Someone might say to me, Schmidt, collate this at the office. And I'll be like, all right, I'll collate the shit out of this stuff, man. And I open my briefcase and I pull out my thumper bat and my staples and I fucking go to work. Let's do it, baby. Let's collate the fuck out of this stuff, man. Step aside, baby. Time to fucking collate. Um... What else could I have in my briefcase? You know what? Fuck it. Yeah, here's exactly what I have in my briefcase. If it's by July, I'm going to have a tennis ball. And then if there's a, an office doggo or if I can bring a doggo to the office, it'll be, I'll just fucking keep him busy. I'll just throw the fucking ball down the hallway. That's, that's how I'll be at the office. I'll be the guy everybody loves because I, because I brought a ball to play with a dog. If I'm the dog guy at the office, then everybody's going to love me. There's every, you know, because I've been in an office before. There's bagel guy or donut guy. 
uh, that dude. There's a literally slacker guy who you don't even know what the fuck he does there because he always comes into your office, your cubicle to fucking talk to you. You're like, do you have anything to do? Like, really at all? Nothing? Possibly? Couldn't you go clear some photos or get some releases or something? Um, and as I've mentioned before, at all my jobs, I we were in a writer's room and everybody wanted to come and hang out in the writer's room because we were the fucking funny guys. Everybody's like, hey, let's go hang out with the writers. That'll be totally fun. And it's like, yeah, hedge fund guys that you should definitely come in here and be funny with us. Uh, I swear to God, I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again because it's one of my favorite stories to tell. It's just an anecdote. It's not a story. But when we worked at load, when we worked at load, uh, media, we were, we were in the room one time we were batting around stories and it's me, Pete Moore, Pat Francis, uh, Pardo might've been there. Danielle Canning was certainly there because the staff was me, Pete, Pat, and, and Danny. Uh, and then we would bring in guest writers every week. So, I mean, we had everybody from fucking, uh, uh, what's his name? Aaron. Aaron, not Aaron Judge from the Yankees. Yeah, we had him in there. He was he was nine years old. Um, Aaron Lee, who's now a fucking executive producer on Family Guy. We hired him one week. Uh, Jed McClain was there. Uh, Andrew Canning certainly came in and wrote with us. Uh, but uh, but a who's who Kevin Session. We had a who's who of people. Kevin Session. Kevin Session wrote one of the funniest fucking things I ever read. It was a fucking sketch about boxing. And uh, God, it was so great. Um, I remember in his sketch, this guy was giving his bona fides and he goes, Hey, one time, one time I made a rock cry and I just, I've always remembered it. It's so fucking funny. Um, but we had a who's who of comedians. We'd have a bring, we'd bring in Chicago people. Graham would always be there, whatever the fuck. And we're in the room because we'd sit in the writer's room and, and the guy at load was fucking Morgan. And he's still the worst person I've ever met in my entire life. He's not only the worst boss, He's absolutely in the top 10 worst people I've met in my entire life because he looked at everybody as a mark. He thought everyone was a fucking cynical business opportunity that he could fleece or get something from them or he could convince them. He, he, he was convinced he was the smartest fucking guy in the world, smarter than anybody, not even smartest guy in the room, smartest guy in the fucking world. And he thought that he was just going to take over Hollywood. He was just like, fuck that. You know, these guys are fucking weak and soft and I'm going to do this. He was just a terrible fucking guy. Well, he treated us like fucking trash. So we would go into our room. We'd close the door just to get away from everybody else that was out there getting fucking berated by Morgan. And we'd just laugh our balls off. So everybody else had this fucking shit job where they had to deal with Morgan or whatever the fuck and do their real gigs. So then they want to come in and pitch us sketches and shit. And Morgan said, yeah, there's no fucking democratic fucking, you know, it's all democratic. here. There's no hierarchy. It's not like the writers are the writers. Anybody here can write a sketch. Just go ahead and pitch it to the writer. So we had to listen to all these motherfuckers in the office, pitch us dumb ideas. But we're in the office one time. And like I said, everybody else is working, fucking doing whatever their bullshit job is. And out of nowhere, we're just talking about who was gay in Hollywood. I don't even know. What the, it just we're batting it back and forth. Uh, well, I heard this guy's a torch. Well, I heard this guy might have been gay. I heard this guy. We're going back and forth. And I, what about this dude and this girl and da da da. And uh, and we're just you know we're just talking. I mean, it's just you know how it is. It's fucking funny people being funny back and forth, but also genuinely gossiping is what we're doing. And we're in the room. We're not even thinking about it. We're, yeah, what about that guy? He might be gay. And I heard this dude was. And what about? And then there was yeah and. literally out of nowhere, the office door opens and there was a guy named John and he was one of the VC guys, uh, one of the venture capitalist guys, one of the investors. And he was there to observe. It was funny. He ostensibly was there to observe the business to make sure that money was being used properly. But he got just as fucking caught up in all the bullshit as the rest of the dudes with their fucking producer cards and going to bars and trying to pick everybody up. But John was gay. So, you know, that was the thing is he'd go out with them and he'd hang out getting hedonistic and then he'd fucking go, you know, trolling for cock, wherever the fuck. So he, he, we're all talking about who's gay, whatever in this room. And all of a sudden the door just opens and John walks in and he goes, let's not forget star. Fuck. I'm going to blow it. I can't believe I blew the delivery on it. Hold on. He pokes his head in and he's just got this big grin on his face and he goes, let's not forget Hollywood stage and screen star Hal Holbrook. 
And then he turns around and walks out of the office. And and there's this moment of silence where we all look at one another. And uh, because first of all, we got to process the fact that Hal Holbrook is gay because clearly he is such a rugged guy. We had no idea that he hit it so well. <laughs> that dude with his fucking uh, Southern Colonel outfit that he wore in every goddamn play that he was he, every hot cat in a hot tin roof bullshit reprise he did. Um, but but it was such it was such a weird. He came in and he dropped the bomb that Hal Holbrook could jump the fence, which is fine. But also the way he dropped it was in this. This this gleeful eyebrow raised Cheshire cat grin like ah I'm gonna play along with these guys and I'm gonna blow their fucking minds man and he outed Hal Holbrook in the middle of the office let's uh, let's not forget star of Hollywood stage oh and Broadway star of Broadway Hollywood stage and screen Hal Holbrook and then he just turned on and walked out closed the door didn't he went for a reaction he was you know why because you dropped the mic on that buddy when you bring out a Holbrook's gay that's how you you've just you've literally. <laughs> You've literally dropped the fucking microphone, baby. That's it. If it's it, that's that's and I, you know what? We should have called the sketch Holbrook's Gay. That's what we should have done. Really, when you think about it, we should have just gone ahead and said, you know what? From now on, every sketch is going to be called Holbrook's Gay. Holbrook's Gay. Uh, now I want to open a bar called that, the Hol- Holbrook's Gay Pub. Is Hal Holbrook still alive? I hope I'm not maligning him on here. And and if and also if he's not alive, is his gay ghost gonna come for me? Will that happen in a in a printed floral sheet? Will that happen? I don't know how that fucking works. Perhaps. Who knows? Perhaps I'll be sitting, reclining, eating bologna in my Studebaker tub, <laughs> covered in suds. Ooh, I I do declare. <laughs> oh no, Holbrook's gay, and he's floated into my bathroom. I do declare. He was famous for playing Southerners, you see, as I mentioned earlier, from his cat in a hot tin roof experience. Time to have some water. All right. Uh, holy shit. Well, we've been just fucking around this show, haven't we? Um, but that's fine. I, I'm, I I like fucking around and talking to you guys. You know what I mean? I just that's because I'm old. As I mentioned before, this is what I wanted to tell you, fucking guys. I'm an old person, as we know, as you know, as we all fucking know. And I uh, I, I had a, a couple things happen this week that that have proven how old I am. That I, I have this back pain. Th- this back pain that I have is is uh. You know, because you don't want to get liver spots and back pain. That's the shit I didn't want to be. As an old guy, I'm like, that's the shit. Oh, so I, I, was an, I didn't even finish that thought. Allergies, because I got spun off into talking about dogs biting Muhammad Atta. Allergies are fucked. Like anybody who gets allergies, that's just, I, that's something I never had to deal with. I feel, myself, feel very lucky that I've never been allergic to anything. But also back pain. Because I know guys who've had back pain and they can barely fucking stand up. They're just like totally winged. And, they, and, and I'm like, oh man, that's tragic. Well, now for two weeks, I've had... I had back pain in the center of my back, right under my shoulder blades. And John is like, you got to start stretching, man, because you're doing this twitch thing. You're sitting in that chair for so fucking long. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's it because <laughs> I don't want because I don't want to stretch because stretching is fucking boring. He's like, listen to me. I, you know, he's my fucking trainer. He knows, obviously, he's like, you got to do this. I'm like, fuck. All right. I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stretch after I after I twitch. Perhaps I'll stretch on twitch. Who knows who wants to watch me bedding over in a goddamn singlet? Uh but yeah, he, he's like, you got to do it, dude. And it's funny. There's a guy named Travis who, who fucking tunes in to Twitch all the time. And he does yoga while I'm twitching. Um, and I, I'm, I, I mean, I have to think it's because he wants to get half undressed and look at my gorgeous face. That's the only thing I can think of. Maybe he's running off a batch in his farmhouse. I got no fucking idea how he's handling it. He's just, but I know he's staring at me doing downward dog and thinking I'm going to grab a handful of myself and finish off myself while I'm watching Mike stream. I'm going to stream all Mike streams. 
So, uh, so there, it's, so stretching can be done during twitching or at least after twitching for me, but it's just, it's so boring. It's, it's like when, uh, again, brace yourselves for more old people stuff. When I, when I would pour peroxide into my head to try to, to clean my ears out. <laughs> oh God, what a fucking weird ass home remedy. Oh Jesus. You remember, remember that time I told you I drank turpentine because my liver hurt. Oh Jesus. Yeah. It knocked me on my ass for about three days, but then my liver was fine. And you know why? Cause you start thinking your stomach is going to kill you and you forget all about your goddamn liver being in pain. That's how you handle your business in my world. Hey, what's that? Your ear hurts. Well, here's what you do. Hit your big toe with a fucking hammer. You'll forget about your ear pretty fucking quick. <laughs> that's that goddamn weird uh, uh, jungle medicine or like a Theodoric of York with leeches on my forehead or whatever the fuck. Um, so he's like stretch and I'm like, I don't want to fucking stretch. So, cause I mean, I would lay when I would pour peroxide in my ear, you got to lay on your side uh, and you just, and you pour peroxide in your head, in your ear and you just, it's bubbling away and it's fuzzy, but you just have to wait for it. That's it. You have no, there's no fast quick way to do it. You just have to wait till it's done eating all the wax in your fucking head. Then you got to do your other ear. You got to do both fucking ears. And it would take an hour and a half for me to do this. And you're just laying there. And this is when I had TV. So, I mean, I would, you know, I'd at least have the TV on and I'd be listening to it. But I mean, so fucking what, man? Laying on the floor, you know, on on, on three pillows. So my head is kind of bumped up. It's got to be propped up because you can't just be laying flat. And and just the fucking dudes, it there's no, it's just so useless feeling where you're just laying there and you can't do a fucking thing. And it's funny. I like sitting around doing nothing. I like reading the internet or just fucking uh, listening to music. That's fine. But laying there doing nothing, I don't know why. It's a completely different thing. Because you know why? Because I'm a fucking child. That's why. I, I'll admit it. Because I don't want to just lay there. Because it just it feels like you just want to kick your feet and go, oh, mom, why? You know, because it's, I don't, if I'm choosing to lay around and read the internet or whatever the fuck, that's fine. But if I have to lay around and fix my fucking ears, dude, fuck that. Just fucking, I just, and I just wish, just give me a tiny little ice cream scoop to scoop all the wax out of my fucking ears. That's it. That's all I want to do. Fuck your Q-tips because that's just like using a goddamn pugil stick from American Gladiators to bang the wax back into your fucking head. You need something scoopy. You need to go ahead and get something with a curved edge that you can go ahead and pull it out of there like fucking Uncle Phineas's goddamn old school phosphates and just bust out some ice cream and plop it into a fucking garbage bag or whatever the fuck you've got handy. I mean, I can't even dream about fucking getting wax out of my fucking head the easy way. I got to do it the hard fucking way. Hate it. But if I can get a scoop, it'd be fucking cool as hell. Just give me a, you know what? Give me a goddamn, give me a tiny little highlight racket. I'll just dig that in there and scoop out the fucking wax, whatever. Um... But I, but I hated it. I hated fucking doing it. It drove me crazy. So this stretching thing is the same deal. You're just laying on the floor and he's like, lay on the floor, just do like hurdler stretches and lay, lean forward, lean back. And I mean, it's funny. I, I actually thought about getting into yoga. I bought a fucking yoga thing from, from quest on what the fuck group, a uh, group on group on say group quest. Um, and it sat on my fridge and then it fucking expired and then the place closed. So now I have to try to get my money back from Groupon or get Groupon bucks or however the fuck they handle it. I don't even know what they do anymore. Well, actually, bullshit. I do know because I contacted them and I go, hey, look, this place closed. And they're like, we need photographic evidence of it closing. Motherfucker, what if I give you a phone number and you call the motherfuckers and you see that it doesn't exist anymore? How about that? Could you do that? Or maybe Google it yourselves? I got to go take Now, what am I, fucking uh, Dick Tracy? I got to hide in a bush and take a photo of an abandoned building and send it to you? And how the fuck do you know where it is? I could just take a photo of anything and fucking say, yeah, nope, close, see? But they make you go, and what, like I'm trying to trick you out of $40 with a Groupon bucks so I can apply it to your fucking meal plans and all your shitty restaurants that can't get customers in the goddamn thing? Groupon is fucking awful, dude. That's just... Yeah, it's 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 just poor people. It's it's a flea market that comes to your email. That's all Groupon is. 
And it's all shit like where they were like, hey, you should have, uh, do you want these earrings that nobody else ever wanted? By all means, yes. Then go ahead and buy them through us with Groupon bucks. And if you hate them, send them back. But you don't get your money back. You can just use it for more Groupon garbage. It's, uh, you know what Groupon is? Someone decided, hey, look, why are we making people play skee-ball to take home garbage? That's it. It's just, it's fucking, it's, it's Mylar stickers and fucking spider rings for everybody. That's what Groupon is. They're like, you know what? The challenge of skee-ball is eluding the youth of today. Let's just let them win the very same prizes by spending money on our website. All right. And it's always bullshit. It's like, hey, who wants to go to Pawtucket for three days and two nights for $78? Nobody does. Absolutely nobody. They sell sex toys on fucking Groupon. Sex fucking toys. Uh, now I'm not going to name any names, but I happen to know somebody who bought a sex toy from Groupon. Uh, and then when the Groupon sex toy arrived, uh, the sex toy did not work properly, or at least, uh, the people who opened the box and, and looked at it went, well, it's, this is not how it's supposed to work because, um, and, and look, I don't need to explain the concept of a, of a sex toy vibrator to you. But uh, the, it, well, it's right there in the title. But you would think it's, uh, it's supposed to go fast. You know what I mean? It's supposed to have adjustable speeds and all that kind of thing. And this, and also, this was a Cadillac motherfucker. This wasn't like somebody went, hey, you know what? I'm going to buy a wood dildo because it's $4. No. It was like a fancy... It was, it was a big deal because there was... Uh, it, look, you can go and read. There are people who review fucking t- sex toys. And it was like the hottest vibrator of that year. It was, it was this really... It was recommended, whatever the fuck, who knows? So I, I know somebody who ordered it and then they got it and got it out of the box. And it, and it was just, it was like, it was, it was like a limp dick. It was just like, it was just like, like, and I'm like, what the, this is ridiculous. And I go, well, you got to send it back. And she's like, no, I'm not sending it back. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, well, we opened it. We can't send it back. And I'm like, well, you didn't use it yet. And they go, she goes, well, they don't know that. And I go, bullshit. I, I go, do you want me to send it back? And 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 I I mean, I would have happily stepped in at some point and sent the motherfucker back. Um, but instead it was decided that that it was it was a trick or a trap to somehow fool you into fucking reboxing the goddamn thing and sending it back. And so uh so this person ate the loss. Cause she was just like, well, it's not that it wasn't that much money anyway. Cause normally the thing was, I mean, you would go if you went to an adult fucking toy shop or whatever the fuck or the pleasure chest or any of those fucking places. This thing was like 110 bucks, but on Groupon, it was like 29.99. So it was like, all right, well, this is a fucking amazing deal. Let's fucking buy this Cadillac at Pinto prices. But then it had Pinto performance for Pinto price. You know, it was just, it looked like a Cadillac. It was sleek as fuck. It looked really good, but holy fuck, did it not work? And it was, and it was that thing where I'm like, well, let's do put new batteries in it. Let's figure this out. Let's do all these different things. And there was nothing. I finally, you know, I, I was like, put it on the bed and I, I just fucking, I put two hands on it. I did CPR on it. I tried to bring it to life. I, you know what I did? I put lube all over my hand and I jerked the fucking thing off. I stroked it as much as I could. Now it was hard, hard as hell, but it wouldn't vibrate any faster. And I'm like, God damn it. I can't get this thing to fucking work. So I wanted to send it back and it turned out that we did not send it back or the, the person who ordered it did not send it back. I'm, I'm, I'm blowing my cover here. Uh, but, but yeah, even after changing batteries and all that kind of shit, it just, it was, but, but I could not convince the person to send it back to Groupon. And it wasn't like the person was like, oh my God, I'm ashamed. No, the person was just like, fuck that. Who cares? I'm not sending the shit back. And I go, fuck that. I'll send it back. This is 30 bucks. That's 30 to Groupon bucks that you can now use toward a discount at Pepperidge Farm Remembers Cheese House or whatever the fuck they're selling tickets to these 
these days. Because that's the thing. You ever go check out Groupon? They always got these fucking, hey, man, you want to go to Applebee's? No, I really do not. Well, what if we could tell you you could save $8 there? Seriously, still not interested. Okay, here you go. Buy it. Not a, fuck you, man. I don't want to go to Applebee's. I don't want to save eight bucks. It doesn't, I mean, and if I, you know, and saving eight bucks at Applebee's, that's just, what, four, four orders of riblets? I don't fuck, I don't even know. I haven't been in, last time I went to Applebee's, I was on the road doing comedy. And we went late night, late night, and it was fucking packed. Because again, in the Midwest, these joints are fucking packed. And I'm not saying they're not packed here, because I'll go to an Olive Garden here, and it's fucking standing room only at noon. It's like people, what the fuck are you doing here? Because Lily, I'll take her to lunch sometimes by her house, and there's an Olive Garden right there, and I'll be like, ah, oh, well, if you get that lunch special, let's fucking go there, because I don't want to go have a fucking hamburger. Although now that I can't eat carbs, I probably won't go into the Olive Garden very much. But anyway, we would go there because again, Lily liked breadsticks and salad, um, and it was it was a you know she can only eat certain things, you know that she's like you know. Uh, uh, she's she's allergic to chewing. You know what I mean? It's like one of those fucking things where she's got the fucking bad the bad jaw, the bad eye, the bad back, the whole fucking nine. But somehow she can power through an Olive Garden lunch. So I'm like, fuck. Well, then we're going there, man. Find a place that you like and let's stick with it. That's totally cool. If you enjoy it, I'm because ha- I'm I don't give a fuck. I'll go there. I'll eat some fucking uh, you know salad Alfredo, whatever the fuck they're spooning out that goddamn day. And it's it's and also the fucking lunch specials. Like it's you know it's twelve bucks. It's twelve bucks, or if you if you want to splurge, you can take a tour of Italy for eighteen or whatever the fuck. Who the fuck doesn't care? Give me a you know what? Give me a fucking brick of shitty lasagna and a pile of gummy fucking Alfredo, and I'll I'll choke that down because my friend likes it here. Um, but but it'll be packed. So that's like when in the Midwest, the last time I went to fucking Applebee's, holy, f- you couldn't move in the fucking joint. We actually had to get a table in the bar, and it was it was eleven o'clock at night, I think, because the the we had an early show. Uh, well, show at eight o'clock. Was it in Indiana? Was it me and Noonan? Might have been me and Noonan in fucking Indiana the the week I fought the fucking karaoke DJ. But we wound up in a fucking Applebee's, and I mean, and I don't like Applebee's, but I also. I don't want to be a pain in the ass to people and just be like, oh, man, I don't like Applebee's. When you're on the fucking road in the Midwest, there's not a whole lot open, man. You know what I mean? Unless you want to get a fucking fast food pile and go to your house. So he wanted to get a beer. They had a bar, so we went to the fucking Applebee's. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll get some fucking, uh, you know, all their bullshit that they have. Oh, look, uh, pecan potato skins. All right, yeah, let's get a fucking pile of those. Oh, what's this? Uh nuclear nachos. Yeah, I'll take some of those. And of course, the riblets, because I want to be eating good in the neighborhood the entire time I'm here. And, uh they bring you this pile of fucking school food that is just, it's just, they literally, I, I can, they just sent, you know, fucking the, the, the Gunner Hansen in the back and he slid open the freezer like the metal door in Texas chainsaw and he pulled out some Costco apps and he threw them in the fryer. That was it. Deep fried salad, whatever the fuck. And they just rolled it out to you and it's just fucking filth. It's so bad. It's so bad that Applebee's would hire dogs and they would just shake their head and go, hmm, 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 and they'd walk the fuck out. They go, you know what? I think I'd rather smell a kid's panties and find their skull. I don't want to fucking eat her at Applebee's, man. What'd you drop on the floor? What is that? Is that, I get, uh, it's not a rib. What is, it's just a, is that like a toe? Oh, it's a riblet. Cause that's all those riblets are, man. It's like eating toes. They're the same fucking size. And they got that fucking gristly bone. That must have been, it's what it's like to eat a fucking toe. You just fuck it in your mouth and you're fucking chewing on it and shit. And you pull out that weird see-through fucking cartilage. Oh, fuck that. You know what? Half the time the dogs are finding bodies. Half the time they're in Applebee's identifying riblets as some kid's fucking insides. Hey, I think this might be fucking, you know what? I think this might be some kid's toes. Yeah, honestly, this is an eight-year-old's toes. Oh, you know what? That's a quiz to throw. Let's have a dog game show. Hey, it'll be Applebee's appetizer or child's body part. <laughs> is this, is this, I think this is the femur bone of an eight-year-old boy. Nope, that's a stale breadstick. You lose. <laughs> oh, rough. 
Uh, <laughs> but man, Applebee's is a fucking, it's just a groaner. I fucking can't stand it. And I ate there with Noonan and he wanted a beer again. I didn't give a fuck, but I mean, I just don't care. But that's the kind of shit that Groupon hitches, hooks its wagon to, whatever you want to fucking say. You know, it's all, and, and like, I got a Groupon from McDonald's once. I'm not even fucking joking. It, it was like, it was $10 of McDonald's food for eight bucks or something. And I'm just like, I don't, man, how fucking, how low have we fallen? And this is three years before Trump that I got that fucking thing in the mail. I should have seen Trump coming. If people are using Groupons to get McDonald's, I absolutely fucking should have seen Trump coming, right? That was, that was definitely some kind of sign of the apocalypse and that we'd all meet our doom at the hands of a failed real estate guy. You know what I mean? It's just because that's, that's the food of the failed real estate guy. Just some, just some fucking discount McDonald's and Applebee's riblets and just, that's who we deserve as Americans. You know, I've been in France. If you walk around, I'm sure you'll find a shitty restaurant maybe once, but most of the time you walk in, even if they had just amazing bread and cheese, you'd be like, you know what? I could fucking eat on this. I could survive on this for the fucking rest of my life. You're not going to find a riblet in fucking France. I know maybe on the beach at Normandy after a grenade went off. That's the only time you're going to find a fucking riblet in France. Oh, fuck, man. But if you go to a restaurant there, you could, I'll bet they got better food than libraries in fucking France than they do here in America in some joints. Fucking Applebee's and shit. And look, I go to, like I said, I went to Olive Garden. It's not, it's no fucking prize. I'm not, I wasn't singing its praises. Um, but what's funny to me is I always try to, I always ask people if they want to eat, you know, because people come out here, all I know is food. You know, man, we do the fucking chat stream on Twitch. I wind up talking about food all the goddamn time. That's it. That's all. All, all I discuss is fucking food. And so people will come to town and I'll be like, hey, let's do this or let's do that. But I have to say to them, I don't know what your budget is. And I don't know what you want to spend, you know, because there are places you can go here for a couple of bucks. I can go to Philippe's French dip and shit like that. And you'll still get out of there for fucking 20 bucks, 25 bucks. But, uh. But it's become a point now where people, listeners will even say to me, hey, man, not, you know, I can't do like $100 a plate. Like our buddy Wayne is coming to town this week and he was pitching me on restaurants and he's like, hey, man, you want to go to Canner's Deli? Well, first of all, I should tell you this. He wrote me a note and he's like, hey, uh, you know, can you have any restaurant ideas? And I didn't answer him. I didn't get to answer him in time. So then he put it on his, his public page and some guy's like, you got to go to Canner's. And I saw that and I kind of winced. I'm like, all right, well, that's fine. Um, and then he wrote me. And he's like, dude, you want to go to Canner's? And I'm like, you know what? Canners is fine. I'll go because it is. It's that's all it is. It's fine. It's a deli. Canners is a famous deli here in L.A. So it's got a lot of uh, history to it. Like you get in there, you sit in a booth. It's Formica. Uh, the whole joint is stained. A lot of it smells like Mil- 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 cigar, and half of it smells like it's taint. You know what I mean? It's like that kind of fucking joint. Um, the all the, all the famous dudes used to eat in there, but now nobody does. And it's on a. And it's, the funny thing to me is Canners is literally on a block with three of my favorite restaurants in Los Angeles. And I wanted to say that, but the three restaurants are expensive. They just are. And I don't want to ask somebody when he's coming to town on a vacation, hey, if you're interested in spending like 45 bucks a plate, you know what I mean? There's some really, because animals like two doors down from canners. It's fucking amazing. Um, But I can't trick anybody into doing that. So I'll always offer the opportunity. I go, hey, look, I go, I can go to canners with you. I go, but it's honestly, it's, it's a deli. So I'm not a deli dude, but I'm happy to go with you. And he's like, oh, no. And then, of course, I make a guy feel bad. And Wayne's like, hey, man, no, we can go late night. It's no big deal. Think of another place as long as it's not like 100 bucks a plate. And I wrote him like, dude, it's your trip. If you're coming to town, you want to go to Canners? I can I can go to Canners and power through a bowl of fucking soup. I can make that happen. That's fine. And I haven't heard back from him yet. So I don't know. I mean, perhaps I'm just not even invited to dinner, which would be totally fine with me if he wants to do that because I don't want to be a drag on what his trip is. But, you know, fucking come to L.A. and have a good time. You want to go to Canners? Go to Canners. Wherever you want to go is fine with me. Um. Because I, I usually pick a place. Like, I, I will tell you, we had a, uh, I had listeners in town 
this week, actually, our friends Tanya and Mike came to town from Canada and uh, they were only here for like three days. Then they went to, they're in Vegas now as I record this, but they, they wound up going to Vegas uh, Tuesday of this week. So they, they were here only for, I think they got here Saturday night and then they were, they left Monday morning to go to Vegas or left to, no, I'm sorry, they left Tuesday to go to Vegas. So they're only here for like two days. But they wanted to come to L.A. for a couple of days. And they said to me, you know, if, if we come to town, what can we see you? And I said, of course, because whenever I go for Palooza, I see Tanya and fucking Mike. and They hang out and it's a really good time. And uh, unfortunately, you know, just before they left, it's it's so funny how this happens. They, they plan this trip. They're coming here. They're going to Vegas for a full week. And then Tanya breaks a tooth before she leaves. And then unfortunately, Mike, uh, Mike had um, a family uh, situation where he, he thought he was going to stay home for it. They might have to cancel the trip, and they almost canceled it for the tooth. And uh, But it turned out they finally made the trip. So I was happy they did. I was happy to see them. They said, hey, Sunday, let's get together. I said, sure, just tell me what time. I've got to do this. I'm going to stream in the daytime, or maybe I can't, whatever the fuck. So I wound up picking them up in the afternoon, and uh, I had pitched them on food. I said, tell me what you want to eat. I said, you tell me what kind, and I've, I've got good restaurants all over town. I go, I, I, I won't kill you. I won't break the bank. Some of them can be expensive. You tell me what your budget is. They're like, we want to go to a good place. I said, okay, well, because I said, I don't know what you get in Canada. If you're in California, you know, we've got great Mexican places. We've got great Thai places. I have a good Chinese place I like. Uh, I don't know what you can and can't get in Canada because I also want people to have a, like a California experience. You know what I mean? So something they can't get in their hometown. And that's how I feel about animal. I mean, animal is just, it is, you know, it's just, it's my favorite place in Los Angeles. And I have a million other places, but they happen to be staying right in Hollywood. And so they said, well, we don't know. And I said, they go, we don't have a lot of Thai food where we live because they don't live in Toronto proper. They live in uh, a little further, uh, I think, west. And so they said, well, what about Thai food? And I go, fuck. Yeah, absolutely. Because I have, there's two really great Thai, well, fuck, there's four really great Thai places in Hollywood, but there were two right near where they were staying. So they got in the car, we went over and, uh, you know, it was good to see them. And, I, and I'm like, did you see the Hollywood sign yet? And they had, they'd. It's it was great. They had spent just they'd only been in town for like a day, but they had seen and done everything. They took the TMZ tour. They went on a fucking you know with the bus. They saw these ghetto buses with the fucking roofs cut off. They were laughing about that. And I said, hey, we're gonna go to a Thai place called Jitlada, or Jitlada. It depends on how you want to pronounce it. I never I never know the full or real pronunciation. I think it's Jit. I think it's Jitlada, uh, but I've been calling it Jitlada for because I'm goofy. Um, but I said we'll go there, and and then we pull up, and it's it's this nondescript Thai place in a strip mall. It just doesn't look like anything impressive whatsoever. You just pull up, you park and uh, we get, you know, I'm, I'm in the car and I'm like, all right, we're going to go to this place. It's going to be really good. Da, da, da. And, and uh, Tanya's like, your car's so quiet. I'm like, oh, it's a hybrid. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. And she goes, oh my God, I'd be scared if this car's like snuck up behind me. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's really weird. I'll be driving through a parking lot and sometimes people will wheel on me and they'll be like, what the fuck? You know, cause they didn't even know I was there. So we go in and eat the restaurant and uh, we, uh, we walk in and Matt Groening loves this restaurant. So on the wall, he has caricatures of all he's hand drawn all of the Simpsons characters. And then he's done a a personal cartoon print that he drew the main chef of Jitlada. And uh, he's in this he's in this honored place in the front of the restaurant, surrounded in a circle by all the other Simpsons characters. But his Matt Groening caricature of himself uh, is is prominently displayed. It's fucking great. It's one of the first things you see when you walk in. Now, last year, that man passed away, the head chef of Jitlada. So now his wife runs the restaurant by herself. And she's just as good a chef. I mean, she's phenomenal. And the food hasn't fallen off. It's just... It's one of those joints that it's a got rated. It's fucking in every fucking... If you want to find anything about... It, it's just... It's Thai people... It's very authentic Thai food. So... um 
We want to, I've only been, it's funny, I've been there three times and I've sat at the same table all three times, which is crazy to me anyway. They just bring me over. I was like, hmm. So me, Tanya, and Mike, we sit down and, uh, you know, they, they order some fucking Thailand beer, Thai, Thai beer, whatever the fuck. I don't even know what the name of it was. Sing Sung. I don't fucking know. And then we just start, I go, what do you guys want? And then like, we don't know. And I go, well, you know, take a look. Cause there, I mean, it was also one of those menus like, it would almost be like a, a cheesecake factory in Thailand because there was a thousand different fucking things you could order, man, but all good. You know, it's not like the cheese factory where they're just like, hey, we've pressed spaghetti into an interesting shape. You want that? Fuck no. I want to go to get fucking Thai food. So uh, they had a piece of paper on the wall. So we recommend this pork belly five spice soup. So I was like, all right, we'll start with that. And then Mike wanted to get some spring rolls. And then we wound up getting I was, I was like, should I get chicken satay? And I was like, nah, you know what? We And I was going to get some lamb, but they didn't like lamb. So we ordered, uh, we wound up ordering like spicy shrimp and scallop fried rice. Uh, Mike got Mike got a Southern curry that was really hot. It was funny because it says on the menu, we'll do mild, we'll do medium, we'll do spicy, we'll do extra spicy, or we'll do jitlada spicy. And Mike really likes spicy food. So I said, man, fucking go for it. Hit a home run with jitlada spicy. And he's like, well, you know, Tani doesn't like spicy food. I go, well, then that, that'll be yours. I go, I'll try it. I go, but I, you know, the whole rule is I'll bite once and then I'm done. I'm going to eat my own food. Uh, and I said to, uh, you know, Tanya, I go, we can share everything else that we get. So Tanya bought, she got something that was, I, you know, Krom Nook Siu or something. And it was, uh, it was shrimp and seafood in a pot with glass noodles. And it was cooked together in a pot. And then they bring you the whole pot to the table. So that came, uh, I don't even remember what the fuck I ordered. I don't know. We had the, the pork belly soup. We got that, that shrimp and scallop fried rice. Uh, and then I, I think I also had seafood, whatever the fuck we just got a ton of, I mean, it was whatever it was. We ordered way too much fucking food. We're calling the shot. We're getting this. We get the fried rice. We get a bunch of rice with the fucking appetizers. Uh, and, and so they bring the curry. And, um, you know, Mike puts it on his plate and uh, I said, all right, you're going first, man. Cause he just, I, he just got, uh, he got spicy because he said to the woman when they came, she came to order, uh, he's like, well, how spicy is it? She goes, it's, you know what? It's pretty spicy on its own. And I said, dude, order it up, kick it up to Jitlada spicy. Fucking do that. You're in town. Why not? And he goes, nah, you know what? I might get it extra spicy. He goes, should I get it extra spicy? And the waitress goes, why don't you get it the way it comes? And then we'll figure out if you need it more spicy. <laughs> and and that's because Thai restaurants here don't fuck around. I, I'm sure they don't buy you either. New York, wherever the fuck. And if they make it Thailand spicy, you know, they, they will fucking burn your tongue right out of your goddamn head. So they want to make sure. Because I told you, I went to a place once with Seagull uh, called Love to Eat Thai Bistro. And we went in there and they the woman said, uh, you know, he wanted spicy. He ordered a, like something spicy. And she goes, do you want American spicy or Thai spicy? And she kind of with that skeptical look on her face. And then he was like, no, I've been, I've been here before. So yeah, let's, let's make the papaya salad Thai spicy. And they're like, okay. So then they bring the papaya salad, which is, you know, very refreshing papaya salad with peanuts and stuff. It's a cold salad, but it's doused in this fucking hot dressing. So I eat it and I'm like, holy fuck, dude, because it's this weird, it's such an interesting sensation because again, papaya is cool. It's a cooling fruit and you eat it with everything. And there's, you know, there's fucking cilantro in it and stuff, but boy, and then it's so fucking hot. I'm like, God damn it. It burned the shit out of my mouth. It was me and Kilt Bill and Siegel went. I think my buddy Paul went too. And, uh, my God, it was, it was delicious. It was so good, but I, I can't eat a pile of that. I can eat like three or four forkfuls and I'm like, all right, let's bring on the mild, bring on the mild right now. So they bring the curry for Mike. And another thing I like about Jitlada is they just bring food. When it's done cooking, they bring it to you. 
They brought us this fucking, uh, you know, they brought us our appetizers. They brought us, what the fuck did we get besides spring rolls? I got some of the, I can't remember what it was. Son of a bitch. I, I, dude, I'm old. Again, I'm an old person. I forget shit, all this stuff. So they bring the food. He gets the curry. And so they just bring, like, they bring the curry if it's done first. And then they bring out her entree. And then they bring out an appetizer. And then they bring some shrimp and some rice. You know what I mean? It's just, it even says on the wall, they're like, hey, man, have patience. And, you know, our food comes in a, in a different way. And it takes a while to cook it and make it to our specifications. And then, by the way, we were the first people in the restaurant. By 5.15, they're packed. Like, I mean, there's no other tables. You know, and eventually there were two tables behind us, another table that came empty, but it was just, it was just so fucking full of people because again, it's, and this is Easter Sunday, man. The people are coming for Thai food, but, uh, yo, I'd fuck tried to fight it off. I couldn't, is that the first real one of the show? I think it is. So, um, man, oh man, fucking he, uh, he bites the curry and he's eating it and he's chewing it. And he just looks at me and he just goes, he kind of shrugs and tiny, and, and tiny's holding water. She's literally like holding water for him. Like, what do you think? And he goes, eh. No, it's not, you know, it's not hot. It's okay. It's just kind of spicy. And I'm like, see, I told you, you should have kicked it with the Jitlada spicy, buddy. And he goes, no, nah, I'd give it, he goes, I'd give it like a four, you know? So I said, all right, cool. So, uh, so I got some of my food and then, uh, Tanya's, she pulled off some, she ate some of hers. And then I see Mike and he's just, he goes, whew, whew, okay, getting hotter. And Tanya started laughing and he goes, yeah, he's probably about a six now. It's probably about a six. And uh, I said, this is still like your first couple bites. He goes, oh, yeah, it's now it's oh. And he goes, oh, and he like winces and he goes, oh, man. And he takes some of his beer and he's like, yeah, it's an eight. Oh, my God, that's an eight now. <laughs> so I, and I went, God damn, I'm glad you didn't get it. Jitlada spicy, dude, you would have fucking fainted because, I mean, he just got he wound up getting I think he got extra spicy. And I mean, it was just it just wiped him the fuck out. And then I was like, well, all right, I'll try some. So I took I just took, you know, a shrimp and, and a spoonful of the curry sauce and I put it over some rice. And then I put it in my mouth and I'm chewing it. And I, I knew exactly, you get it in your mouth and the first thing you get is curry taste. It tastes kind of coconut and it's fucking delicious. And then you're chewing it and then it starts to feel in your mouth. It just starts to kind of buzz a little bit and then you swallow it and then it just hits the back of your throat. And then it just keeps getting more intense and more intense in your throat. And you're just like, <sighs> you know, trying to fucking just breathe or get some water in there or whatever to cool it off. But it's just, and I'm like, and I only had, like I said, I had one shrimp and a, and a tablespoon of the sauce on rice. And he's got to eat the whole fucking thing with vegetables and all that shit. But he did it. He powered through. He fucking killed that. And we ate so much food and we had beer. We were there for like fucking two and a half hours. We got there at five, like 730. We're talking. We're having fun. They're telling me about their trip. And they're going to Vegas. They got that off booked and set up. They said the, T- the TMZ trip was ridiculous. They said they felt like they were the ones being looked at because everybody watched the tour bus go by. And she felt, they said they felt like they get, everybody was shaking their head at them. Like, oh, look at these idiots. You know what I mean? Um, but they loved it. They had a good time. They were staying at this, uh, like kind of a fancy hotel. And, uh, and uh, you know, there was a rooftop pool. They just, they just, I'm glad they came. And they stayed for a couple of days. So we finished dinner. And they were, you know, it was the second weekend in a row that a listener has been gracious enough to pay for my dinner and they did not have to. It was amazing, especially because I'm ordering. I'm like, all right, I'll get some fried rice and then I'm calling shots and then people pay. And I'm like, you didn't have to fucking do that, man. I mean, Jesus Christ. I go, it's my town. And they're like, ah, come on. We, you know, we love you. We're, we're happy to see you. And I'm like, all right, great. So they were very nice. They paid for the food and, uh, we got up and I, I, and, uh, Tanya had not seen like the Simpson shrine on the way in, but she had seen a drawing of Homer by us on the wall. Cause they're all over the place. So when we walked out, I go look at the wall and there was this wall that's got like a shrine, but then it's got the fucking picture of the chef, the caricature, and then all the Simpson stuff. And it's like, Whoa, that's so cool. So we walk out, go to the car and, uh, you know, I, I, I getting back to chivalry with elevators and all that stuff. I have to get Tanya's door to let her in. So I go to the the car and I go to, I hit my key fob and it doesn't work. 
And I'm like, oh, fuck. Because, I mean, you know, because I got a battery in the car probably, but maybe I don't. And I just, I there's nothing worse than when, because it's just some bullshit. And it's, it's eight bucks. You know what I mean? I, I, so I'm like, all right, I'm pretty sure I have a spare battery in the car, but why would my key fob fucking die? It doesn't make any sense. But I guess it would. You're using it all the fucking time. You don't think about it. So, uh, so I walk up to the car because I, I popped it when we walked out of the restaurant. And I did, it's supposed to go, you know, beep, beep, or whatever the fuck, and it didn't. I'm like, God damn it. So I walk over to Tanya's door, and I go to I go to look inside my car, and I notice that the light is on on the dashboard. I'm like, wait a second. And then I look, and my radio's on in my car. And I was thinking to myself, well, I've got to go to my door first and pull out my key and open, because, I mean, you know, if you're in your key fob, you pull out your key and you open the thing. Uh... Folks, here are, here's how old I am. Here's how much of a fucking grandpa I am. Tanya said to me in the car, she's like, oh my God, this car, it doesn't make any sound. And I said, yeah, it's a hybrid. She goes, oh my God, it's a sneaky car. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, well, I didn't want to be sneaked up on by it. I'm like, yeah, me neither. And in that conversation, in talking, I was even, I even said, listen, I go, it's making no sound, right? And then I got out of the car. I didn't turn it off. I, I fucking left it running the entire time. And this is in fucking Hollywood, dude. Anybody could have climbed in. Cause like, you know, you can't, I, I, I thought I pressed the fob to lock it and I heard the noise, but I guess I didn't. Cause I was so excited to get in with my friends and have fucking Jitlada Chai food that I was like, yeah, man's fucking get in there. And sure enough, man, I, I, the, the car was unlocked. The car's unlocked. The door, it started. Somebody could have driven away. Even if they didn't have the key, it's like they could never start it again if they turned it off. But I mean, dudes, we were in there two, two hours and 40 minutes. I left the car running in the fucking parking lot. I'm a grandfather. And yes, there's a famous story where I did that with my Murano when I first bought my Murano, but that, and that was like fucking 10 hours. I left it running in the parking lot for 10 fucking hours. So I guess I should take solace in the fact that I'm only one fifth of an idiot as I was fucking 10 years ago, 12 years ago now. Fuck. Um, but still, I left the fucking car on. Can you believe that shit? What a fucking psychopath. I, I didn't even, because I was even talking to her about it. I'm like, yeah, no, listen, it doesn't make any sound. Fucking dummy. <laughs> so, uh, so we get in the car and I drop them off at their hotel and I'm like, you are I'm the oldest man alive. I'm that's, that's what I'm saying to you. I'm the oldest man alive, dudes. Uh, because as I mentioned, I have back pain and that, this is something old people get. They get fucking back pain, right? So John is like, you got to stretch and I don't want to fucking stretch. I don't want to do that. I, I it just, it makes no sense to me. Whatever the fuck. And, uh, but then he's like, you know what? And he sends me a, 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 a link to a foam roller on Amazon. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck is this? And he goes, yeah, you should buy one of these and stretch yourself out. I said, John, man, I'm not, I'm not fucking 80 years old. I can't buy a foam roller. He goes, dude, if you, if you want, you got to get it because it's like, you got to stretch yourself out. He goes, you're bored laying on the ground, right? I go, fuck. Yeah. He goes, all right, well, this will, this will give you something to do. I'm like, what do you mean? It'll give me something to do. I'm going to lay on a fucking roller and roll. That's not doing anything. It's just elevating me off the fucking ground. He goes, yeah, but then it's also kind of like exercise, like yoga. You can fucking tighten your core and you're fucking rolling around on the fucking foam roller. And I'm like, oh dude, I just. That just seems like such a grandfather thing to do. And he goes, all right, man, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. 
but I'm telling you, you need to. And he sent me two. There was one with fucking nubs all over it. It looked like a fucking back French tickler. And I'm like, all right, well, there's that one. And then there was just the regular flat foam roller, which is, I guess, a larger size that was longer. Uh, but the other, you know, so I looked at them and I go, fuck this. I'm not buying this. That's, that's an old man commitment. I can't fucking do it. I'm already leaving my car on for fuck's sake. I can't go ahead and buy a foam roller. And, um, and for some reason over the past two weeks, you know, like I said, this back pain has started. It was underneath my shoulder blades. All right. Well, now, because I'm compensating for the fact that it's underneath my shoulder blades, I'm getting the cascading effect where now it's affecting my lower back because I'm carrying myself differently. I'm, I'm walking differently to try to ease because it's not, it doesn't hurt all the time. Like I said, it's one of those things where like, if I, uh, that, if I move, it squeezes, it's a shooting pain and it shoots air out of my lungs. And I start to freak out. I'm like, do I have a tumor? Do I have any, because as you know, folks, I have no health insurance. So I can't go to a fucking doctor and figure out what the fuck is going on. And I said to John, I go, well, what the fuck? What is it? And he goes, I'm t- it's just your muscles from sitting in the chair. And I go, dude, it can't be that. And he goes, no, I'm telling you, stretch out. You'll see. So uh, it's just gotten worse. So now it's not only the middle of my back, but now my lower back is in pain. And then I'm lifting still three times a week. So I mean, I'm still sore from that. So fuck me, dudes. Grandpa Schmidt bought a foam roller. I, I, I wish I didn't. I just, I just finally... After he said it and I waited three days where I'm like, I can't fucking do this. I just can't. And, uh, and then it started to be when it, once my lower back started to hurt and it started to cascade down. And now, you know, if I stood up out of this chair, you would hear me. I, I, I people have to be fucking furious at me. Cause I'm like, uh, <laughs> I just, cause I, I do, I'll make involuntary old man noises as it is. Like I'll get out when I get out of bed, I'll be like, ah, you know what I mean? It's, it just happens. It's that thing where, you know what, this is who you are now. You're the noise making dude. Uh, and I probably do it because I'm alone. Like if I had some other here, and by the way, so the, let me tell you uh, future prospective mate. If you're Googling me in July and you're listening to this fucking show, I won't make any noises in bed, uh, getting out of bed. I mean, I'll make noises in bed, but you know, if we're, if we're taking care of fucking bed business, um, which you, you, I guess we're going to open a mattress store. Are you and I, you, hey, perspective mate, are you and I going to open a mattress store? That's what I call taking care of bed business. And I promise not to groan to the customers unless my back still hurts by then. I'm selling myself, aren't I? Some fucking hot girl is going to fucking go ahead and Google the, or, you know, anyone, anyone at all, anyone who Googles this and fucking in July and goes, hey man, you know, I might date that guy. And then they fucking Google it and find it. Uh, and then they're just like, oh man, this guy's got a bad back. What the fuck? I can't date a guy with a bad back. <laughs> what the hell, man? He's got a foam roller. I can't go to that fucking dude's house. Uh, oh, line up ladies. Fucking old man. Grandpa Schmidt's ready with his foam roller and his mustard plaster. And he just wants to get fucking busy working you. Oh dude. I hope, I hope that I, uh, I, I don't break a hip while I'm going down on you. I don't think it's possible. I mean, but who knows, man? Uh, Hey girls, you like doing all the work during sex, watch this old man break his fucking hip. And then you've got to ride it out the fucking heart on and get fucking your, get yourself off by the end. Uh, bullshit. I'll tell you what, if, if I wind up paralyzed while we're fucking just sit on my face and I promise I'll finish you off. That's my guarantee to you ladies right now. Take it to the bank. Hey, future prospective mate in July. If you're listening to this now, if anything happens in bed and I collapse from a heart attack, do me a favor and just fucking straddle my face and just let's, I'll finish you off before I finish myself off. How about that? Before I finish myself, I'll finish you off. Um, cause that's the way to go out, right? 
eating pussy. That's got to be the way to die. I, and 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 not even it's not even on you, ladies. Listen, prospective mate, if you're listening to this in fucking July after googling me and you're hearing this April show, don't feel bad about it. Don't feel guilty. If you're getting railed and we're in fucking bed together and we're taking care of fucking business and all of a sudden I seize up or I get a fucking heart attack or whatever the fuck, I I promise you, I will with my dying fucking movement, I will flip myself onto my back and then you just straddle me and I will eat your fucking pussy until I die. And and you won't even have to worry because it's not that's my fucking choice. No guilt. I absolve because I will get you off. That's my final because that's my final wish. That's all I want to do. Because get this, if you do, if you straddle my face, if you just fucking climb on top of me and straddle me fucking thighs on ears and just pussy on face, and I, I'm telling you, don't feel guilty about it. You know why? Because you're not suffocating me. I'm voluntarily drowning. Foam roller, bad back, forgetting things, slidey chair, fucking Studebaker tub, and a promise right here and right now that I will die eating your pussy. Man, I am a fucking catch. You guys can get me at MikeAndMikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend. Get this. If you still want to be my friend after this show, you can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Uh, You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Also, get this. I'm on Instagram and Snapchat. What the fuck? That's right. I just spent a whole show telling you how old I am, and yet I'm on Snapchat just waiting to get arrested for somebody sending me the wrong goddamn photo. Uh... Instagram and Snapchat, I am Mike40YOB. Find me on there. I'm Mike40YOB. Uh, we got the Twitch channel. We got all, I'll tell you about all that stuff on the other side, but we've got all that stuff, too, to tell you about. But again, Instagram and Snapchat, Mike40YOB. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook Fan Club, all of that stuff. You can find me all those different places I just talked about a second ago and told you where to look for me. Uh, and you'll remember that, won't you? I won't. I'm old. Ryan Dirks does all the web stuff for this show, and he was pressed into action this week. That's another thing I'll tell you on the other side. Ryan Dirks is, uh, you can find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks, and thank him because he really stepped up for me this week and helped me out at a time when I got a, I got a note, whatever, I'll tell you on the other fucking side. Um, but yeah, Ryan Dirks is the coolest. Find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks and tell him he's great, and we love him, and, and you love him, and we all love him. <laughs> we take him into our bosom. Uh, and of course our great friend, David Hernandez does all the music and the artwork for this show, as well as the Twitch channel and the YouTube channel, and every other fucking thing we got going on these days. You can be his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Tell him there what kind of good work he's doing. Tell him how much you admire him and all the cool ass stuff that he does for this show. But also I'll tell you this, if you want to own a part of David's legacy, if you want to have some of his artwork in your house or your garage or your car or wherever you store your artwork, if you have a sex dungeon, you want to go ahead and put something in there. Why wouldn't you? If you've got a, a room where you're kidnapping men and you're holding them hostage in a cage, then by all means, decorate it and make it lively with something that David can paint for you. You want to go to artbydmh.com, that's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com, and check out all the cool stuff that David can do and has done. You can look at his previous works like his, uh, well, he's got Valscapes, he's got Guy Cons, you can see what he has done in the past and see that as a way of figuring out what you want to have him do in the future for you. He works in oils, he works in watercolors, uh, he works in mysterious ways, I think you two said about him, all of those things are true. Um, and I've seen his handiwork on listeners' uh, walls, our friends Justin and Mary have a painting of the dogs. Um, I, of course, our friend, uh, beautiful Maki had a fantastic painting done by our friend David. Uh, and he's just the best. He's the fucking greatest. You can see the artwork he's done for this show and all the past shows, uh, of, of, of the first 10 years. He is an amazing artist. He's a terrific friend and, uh, and a talented Renaissance man, and he deserves your patronage. So go ahead and find him at artbydmh.com. That is a R T B Y D M H.com. Oh, shit. 
your breath bitching at my crew nothing you do is going to stop their shouting if everyone here had lupus the noise would still continue because i'm the talent here and i kick ass oh That's me! Hey, Schmitty, Schmitty, won't you fight for me? Hey, guys, Schmitty, I don't fight Schmitty, anymore. Schmitty, 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 Schmitty. Lend me your ears, and I will make you laugh. Subscribe to my show, for I am awesome. There is not one of you who cannot join the Jokers, the blind, the mailmen, the chicks, the dead. Oh, Schmitty, hey, Schmitty, 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 Schmidt, Schmitty, Schmidt, Schmitty, Schmidt, 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 still me. Hey, Schmitty, Schmitty, won't you die for me? Whoa, whoa, whoa die. Let's get back to the part where I'm awesome. Remember awesome a few minutes ago? So I said I'd tell you on the other side what was happening, and I don't want to forget, so we'll go ahead and talk about it right now. Um, you know, we have the Amazon link at, at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. If you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, we've got, of course, the merchandise page with some stuff that we sell. If you're interested in getting some older stuff or you want to pick some stuff up, our friend Big Squeaky on Twitch, I know he wants to buy the box set and get that together. Uh, and other people have written me and, and reached out about possibly getting back involved and getting old shows, and I'm happy to do that. Uh, we also have the Amazon link, which is very important for you to use there on MikeSchmidtComedy.com on the merchandise page. Uh, right now, as I speak to you, it is under construction because here's what happened this week. I got a note from Amazon after being an affiliate for 10 years and they're like, Hey, we need you to fix your website because, and uh, basically they said, we're shutting down your affiliate account in five business days. If you don't fix this and this, and one of them was, I have to list, uh, everywhere that the, the link goes. So I have to get, I had to put, I guess, Twitch and YouTube and, uh, and Facebook on my list of places. Cause I guess they're getting business and that's good news because it means that they're getting business from all over the place. They're getting business from Twitch. Again, the Amazon prime people are subscribing with Twitch prime. Um, you know, so I, the Amazon, you know, they, they have very strict rules for you to be an affiliate. 
it's been a very beneficial racial relationship to me. So I'm like, I call them immediately. I'm like, fuck, tell me what to do. I'm, I, I will do whatever you need me to do. And uh, I got a woman on the phone. I don't want to say her name, uh, but she, I look, you don't need another customer service horror story out of me. Just again, it was another person who, who didn't know their job. And she kept sighing. This is the thing that drove me crazy. Like she'd be like, all right, let's take a look like that kind of thing. And I'm like, what the fuck? What am I bothering you? Did I fucking interrupt your day? You're the one on the goddamn phone. So I would, and I was very pleasant and nice. I did not get mad, but I, I, but I even finally said to her, I go, Hey, you're doing an awful lot of sighing here, Alexis. Uh, I've said her name. Um, and she's like, well, I just, you know, I just don't know what to do here. I'm just, I'm just very confused. And I go, well, so am I. That's why I'm calling you. Uh, cause they wanted to find out, I, you know, I assume that I've got to tell them all the places where I, I, where I use the link. I go, but also they're saying I, they want different signage. So if you just tell me what to use, I'll use it. Point me in the direction of the page. She's like, hold on, sir. You know, and, and she kept putting me on hold and coming back and going, well, I can't really find it. I've read the email and I'm looking at your website and I'm just here to tell you that the Amazon name and the smile are trademarked. And I go, listen, for affiliates, they give us items to use and the Amazon name and the smile are in them. I'm not, I didn't bootleg your, your logo. Although technically what we did is we took the logo and then Mex put it in the artwork. He embedded it in the artwork and then the link goes behind it. So we took, we basically created our own version of the Amazon logo. Even it's still the Amazon logo. We just made it bigger. And I think that's what they want me to change. So I, I don't know. I'm not sure. So I, and she had no fucking answers. And finally she's like, well, you should send an email to, uh, to the company and you know, they'll be able to help you. Probably they'll not like, probably I'm like, what the fuck? All right, whatever. So I'm going to read, I'm going to read this to you because again, this is, this is the thing that drives me out of my fucking skull. And I don't mean to be that guy. I'm trying not to be that guy. I just want to get shit fixed. Literally. If you tell me, Hey, do this and this, guess what? I'll do that and that because I want to fucking, I, you know, I, I love the Amazon link. I love working with you guys. Um, you're going to own the planet. Eventually I want to say I got it on the ground, on the ground floor. So here's what I wrote. I wrote, this is the email I wrote to this fucking dude. Okay. Or to whoever you just, again, you write it on the website. And I wrote, I received an email stating my account may be closed in four business days. If I don't correct the following issues, your site is using an Amazon logo that was not made available as content in associate central. I believe I've corrected the first issue. Now I just need help tackling the second. Please instruct me on where I can find a proper logo for use on my website. Also, my site is unique in that the graphics are hand painted and the logo is embedded in artwork. Is this allowed or will I need to have the Amazon banner you direct me to use as a standalone graphic? Thank you. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Here's what Greg at Amazon wrote me back. Hello, the logos that are available to be used appear on the affiliate program website. We hope to see you again soon. Best regards, Greg. I mean, that doesn't deal with my question. It doesn't, it doesn't answer any fucking questions. It doesn't tell me because I mean, look, I went there and there's a page and it says banners. And so you pull them down and there's like fucking 15 different kinds, all different measurements. And if you're telling me, yes, I have to use one of those. Fine. I'll pick one. That's fine. But I just, I need them. And again, I, perhaps I'm being a child. Perhaps I want them to, you know, to hold my hand. Maybe I do because I don't want to do the wrong thing. I, I petrify myself that I'm going to fuck this up or I'm going to step on my dick and I'm going to be the one who costs myself the Amazon thing because I don't know the right logo to use. So I, you know, I, I tried the email. I thought I was pretty clear. And then the dude answered with this vague answer. So you know what I did? I picked, I picked four different ones and I sent them to, to Ryan and I'm like, dude, do me a favor. See how these look on the artwork. 
Uh, and I don't know if we have to change the artwork yet. Max, Max was on that. You know, Ryan's going to try it without changing the artwork just yet because we have until Friday morning. You're, you're getting this Thursday. So we're, we have until tomorrow morning to get all this fucking squared away. So right now it's, you know, Ryan's fucking around with it to try to make it work. And if he can't make it work, we'll just kind of have to take a chunk of artwork out and just put the logo in there. It's going to look kind of ugly. But at the same time, I got to do what they want and, and we'll make it work. So so go. my point is, if you're going to use the Amazon link, use it now before something fucking changes. I don't know what they're going to do or what's going to happen. Uh, but think about that in the next couple of days. And, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll let people know via the uh, maybe the, the, the Joker's page or something th- th- when it's officially done and it's all squared away. And, I you know, but I mean, I, I fucking again, man, quit sighing at me. Quit writing me vague emails. Just tell me what the fuck to do and I'll do it. I'm happy. I'll happily do it. I'm not fighting. I just don't want them to go. Well, you, you, we told you and you didn't do it. Well, fuck. I wrote twice. I called once. So that's what I mentioned about Ryan being on the case because I fucking, you know, that guy, he's not, he's not a web guy. He helps me on the web stuff. So I contacted him and he was available. He's like, yeah, man, I can take care of this right away. This guy's got a life and a farm and a family. And I was just like, you're super cool, dude. Thank you. And it's, it's, he didn't have to do it, but he did. So I thank him for it right now. He's still working on it. If he, if he fucks it up, then I won't thank him for it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, we got a sponsor of this show. Did you know that there's a podcast called the paranoid strain? Uh, it's an amazing show. Phenomenal. As you know, I've told you about it many, many times before the current issue, the current episode issue. It's a book. Uh, it's a magazine. First of all, I will tell you this. The, the current episode is available right now in the iTunes store. Go to the iTunes store. Subscribe to the Paranoid Strain because not only do you want the current episode, but you want all of the past episodes as well. And when you go ahead and sign up and subscribe, they will flood your inbox. Then you can listen to those. And this show, this shows a bit of a freewheeling show. We're, we're, we're talking about Studebaker bathtubs and, and plane dogs and shit like that. Well, that show, this show is surgical, man. It's basically written with a fucking scalpel. He's got bits. It's all put together. He's got everything scripted. He's got Data Unicorn coming in to help. He's got interviews. He's got sound clips and sound bites. He helped me last week where he wrote me about how to rip audio. Uh, Fearful Jesuit is the host of the show, and he is just a fantastic friend and a really good guy, and he does amazing work. And you can hear it now at the iTunes store if you subscribe to the Paranoid Strain podcast. Do me a favor, leave a review in the iTunes store saying that you heard about the show via me. That would be fantastic. And if you want to get a hold of Fearful Jesuit, contact him. The email address is theparanoidstrain at gmail.com. Theparanoidstrain at gmail.com. Write him a note. Tell him how much you're enjoying the show. Tell him you discovered it through us. Tell him you can't wait to hear more of what he's got coming up. He's got a second assassination episode coming up very soon uh, where they will deal with the mother of all assassinations, of course, the John F. Kennedy uh, extravaganza, I guess you'd call it. The uh, You know what? I, yeah, I'm going to call it something different. I'm going to call it. Uh, it wasn't. I'm no longer calling it the JFK assassination. I'm calling it the Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis uh, dress ruining party. That's what I'm going to call it. Eh, she wasn't Onassis at that point. The, we'll call it the Jackie Kennedy dress ruining party. How about that? We'll call it the uh, the John Connolly golf swing ruining uh, activity. <laughs> Is that what? Here we go. The John Connolly golf swing ruination ceremony. Um, all of those things are true and all of those things can be found on the next episode, but not the new one. You know, the one that's in there right now uh, with its new interstitial song and its new theme song and, and, uh, and all these cool ass references to uh, assassinations and giving you the definition of the word. Uh, you get to hear the wheel of arbitrary episode starting points comes out, all sorts of neat stuff like that. Uh, a justified conspiracy alarm goes off. You hear about drinky McNo shoot. I don't want to give too much away, but listen to it, man. It's just fucking, 
It's surgical. That's that's one of the best compliments I can pay, man. There's no not an ounce of fucking fat in the episode. Now this because this dude, if I'm pork belly. He's he's your lean and mean fucking steak. I'm just I'm just I'm fatty brisket. My show. That's who I am. Uh, you know what? Actually, that's my burlesque name. Hi, I'm fatty brisket. All right. So ah, my back. Um. Please write him a note, theparanoidstrain at gmail.com. Tell him how much you love the show. Tell him you heard about it through us. And tell him you want him to keep putting out great work all the time. And you will fucking listen and be happy. And that'll be fucking cool as hell. He's the best. I love Fearful Jesuit. Good friend of mine. Fantastic show, The Paranoid Strain, available now on the iTunes store. Leave a review there. Write him a note. Whatever you do, just make sure you found it through us and that you love the show. And that would be cool. Thank you so much. Uh, you can book me for cameo. Did you know that you can get me to call yourself or your loved ones or, or the, your hated ones, whatever you want me to do. Uh, I can call, you know what the NFL draft is, uh, you're getting this Thursday morning. So it's later tonight. If you want me to call and just talk about the NFL draft for 10 minutes and you want to watch that as a draft companion with your favorite team, do that. If you book me book me quick though, cause I got to record it super fast with a turnaround time. Uh, whatever you want to do. If you want me to talk to your girlfriend and tell her that you want to marry her, if you want me to tell your boyfriend you want to break up with them, if you want to tell your aunt you love her fucking scalloped potatoes at Thanksgiving, you want to tell your mom she's not the best cook, you want to tell your dad how happy you are that he raised you right and put you through school, whatever the fuck you want to do, I'm here to do it, man. And I'll do it right. Because there's a lot of celebrities on there that might do a four-second note. Nah, fuck that. I'll talk, I'll talk for fucking an hour. Eh, that seems wrong, and I'm not going to promise that. I've done cameos as long as 10 minutes. I've done cameos as short as five. So uh, you'll you want we'll spin the wheel of arbitrary cameo times and we'll see exactly what happens for you guys if you book me now at cameo.com it's an app that you download to your phone or you can go to bookcameo.com online and find me on there i would imagine but uh but it's more of a phone deal man go ahead and download the app to your phone and then find me and hire me and i will tell people you love them i'll tell people i'll tell laura you love her and i'll tell other people you hate them whatever you want me to do i can do it uh, so go to get book cameo now on your phone, please. And think of me who wants to be an Uber driver, who wants to be a Lyft driver. It's, it's you, isn't it? Of course it is. Uh, if you want to be a Lyft driver, use my code. This is all capital letters. M I K E seven, two double zero five seven. That's M I K E seven, two double O five seven. All capital letters on the M I K E. You can use that. If you want to be a Lyft driver, sign up with using my code. It helps me out. If you want to be a first time rider as well, you can use that code when you're doing that. And I get a spiff off the ride. Thank you for thinking of me. Mike seven, two double O five seven for Lyft. Same premise for Uber, but all lowercase D J Z W one Y T T U E. That's D J Z W the letter one Y T T U E. All of those those letters are lowercase, except for that big number one right there in the middle, standing like a huge erect Uber cock. And so go ahead and use that code if you want to become an Uber driver, or if you're a first time Uber rider, I can't imagine that you are, but if you choose to be one, use my code DJZW1UberCock. Uh, no, I can't say DJZW1YTTUE. I couldn't say Ubercock. It did throw off my train of thought. Uh, but use the code, sign up, and do me a favor, do that, and get me a spiff. I would love it very much. Thank you for thinking of me and of the show. We have a YouTube channel. Go ahead and find it right now. There's all sorts of clips of this show and some other stuff, some live stand-up stuff and all sorts of things. And uh, go ahead and find that right now. Find it in the goodness of your heart. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, and you will find all sorts of things embedded there and posted and chats and fun stuff. And uh, go ahead and check out the content that we have there. Also, you know, I'm on Twitch. 
twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. I stream all the time. Uh, Thursday today I'm streaming. Uh, I will tell you this. I'm streaming today. I don't know what it's going to be. It might just be a conversation. It might be me playing uh, horse opera, some red dead redemption Two, with our new cowboy and Charlotte riding her horse princess around. Uh, we had, we made a lady cowboy, which is fun and we're online actually playing online. So I'm probably gonna get shot by ne'er do wells at some point, but who cares? It exists. And, uh, and so please tune into the Twitch channel, go follow it. If you want to subscribe to the Twitch channel and help me out, help the show out. You can, if you're an Amazon prime customer, you can subscribe with Twitch prime and it gets me like five bucks. It doesn't cost you a fucking thing. You just got to renew it every month. Uh, but yeah, man, go to the Twitch TV, twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. I'm streaming. And I will tell you this, this is important tomorrow, Friday. Uh, well, you're hearing this on Thursday, tomorrow, Friday, uh, April 26th. I will be starting a new game that comes out that day, a a game called Days Gone. And as I guess it's motorcycle guys fighting zombies. And I'm excited for it. It's going to be totally crazy and totally fun. Um, I'm excited to start streaming that game on Friday, hoping to get a bunch of new people to join us. So if you like that sort of thing, come in and join me and watch the channel, watch the show, follow the channel. That'd be great. Support the channel by subscribing. Like I said, either with Amazon Prime or you can just subscribe with cash. Uh, you'll see when you go to twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, just click the follow button. That's totally free. And again, if the more the numbers go up, I feel better about it. It makes them look like I'm a hitter. So let's make Twitch look like I'm a hitter or think that I'm a hitter anyway. And go to when I, and you, like I said, you don't even have to wait till I'm streaming. If you go find my channel, you can just hit follow and, and subscribe, whatever the fuck you want to do. But if you want to find me streaming, I will start streaming on, on Friday afternoon. Uh, I'm going to say, well, I got to get Cause you know, here's the thing. Uh, it's Thursday for when you're hearing this tonight, I'm going to see the Avengers at two 45 AM and it's a very long movie. I probably will not get home until like six, uh, AM six 15. And then I was thinking about possibly doing an Avengers reaction video for YouTube. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, John thinks I should, we'll see if I'm going to do it. If I'm going to do that, then I probably won't even get to bed until like fucking seven 30. So, uh, so I could be up to stream by three. Yeah, I could probably do that. Cause I was, I, I, I want to go to the gym too on Friday. Look, you don't need to hear my plans. I'm an old person. Now I'm resetting my calendar out for all of you fucking people to hear it, which is ridiculous. But anyway, the whole point is, uh, go ahead and follow me over there at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy Friday. We're going to be streaming Days Gone, a zombie show at three o'clock in the afternoon, three o'clock Pacific time. Tune in. But I'll tell you this, even if you just follow the channel right now, uh, you'll never have to worry about me telling you the time because you'll be notified. Hey, uh, Mike Schmidt is now streaming and it'll tell you it just does that. If you're a follower, it notifies you that I'm uh, I'm in the air so uh, you can tune in whenever you want. So that'd be fucking great. Why not do that? Follow the channel. But I will tell you that Friday we start days gone and we'll see how long that takes to be a zombie motorcycle idiot and see how that works out. So it'll just be, I guess you're Daryl and you go around killing fucking guys. Who knows, man? We'll have fun. I never learn about these games till I throw them in that day and I start playing them. Uh, but I'm looking forward to do that on Friday. Days gone, motorcycles, zombies, and you come in and tune in for me and you at the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. Follow, subscribe, subscribe and follow. Hey, I have a Patreon. That's available now if you want to go ahead and give some dough to fucking help the Twitch channel and help me doing this podcast so I don't have to go out and drive strangers around as much as I, I have to these days. But if you could do that, that'd be fucking cool as fuck, man. Become a Patreon person. Go ahead and subscribe. There's different levels. You want to kick some money to the show. It supports also live stuff coming up, hopefully. I know I'll be in Canada doing a live podcast in Toronto. Palooza is August 5th through the 15th. And... uh I guess there's all sorts of stuff being planned. Like I said, we're going to be throwing axes. We may go to a couple of movies. We might just hang out and talk. I'm going to do a live podcast. Might be some skydiving. We're going to do a couple of escape rooms. It's going to be totally crazy and fun. Palooza in Toronto, uh, August 5th through the 15th. 
And uh, it's all being organized through our buddy Kenny Fairhall and John Floor. They're kind of the point men on this whole thing. And uh, and I'm excited, man. Two listeners, two friends. And, and I'm going to go see everybody in Canada because, God damn, I fucking love it up there. And I got to keep going back so they get used to seeing me because eventually I'm going to move up to that fucking place and just fucking stay there, baby. Because I got to get out of this fucking country. Because, again, I'm old. And... Uh, and you motherfuckers, I've stopped vaccinating your kids, so I am susceptible. I am, I, I'm old, man. I don't give a fuck if I had vaccines a million years ago. I'm sure I'm ready to go. And dude, we have a measles outbreak in a fucking Los Angeles County. You motherfuckers, how the fuck have you brought measles back? What is wrong with this fucking world? I don't, I don't know what has happened to anybody. You know what? When I talk about future spouse in July or future, uh, future possible mate, uh, they might not even be there. Like I said, I'll be a businessman by July, but also I might be in a fucking tent at the CDC because there's measles, measles all over Los Angeles and I don't all over the fucking country. And then there's people fucking protesting at, at city council meetings saying, Hey, we want anti-vax laws and shit like that. Like what the fuck is wrong with these people? How do you leave your fucking, your cabin and put your kid in a papoose and climb on your giant front-wheeled tricycle and ride into town, you fuck. How do you get on your covered stagecoach and bring the croup and the measles and the rubella and whatever the fuck else you're growing with your homeschooled brats and fucking bringing it to kill the rest of us? Man, vaccines fucking work. That's the only reason we're around. Jonas fucking Salk had it right. You know what he said? Fuck hillbillies. That's what he said. Fuck you rich anti-vaxxers with your fucking conspiracy theories, man. That sounds like a tool song. Fuck all you, you glad handers with hidden agendas. Fuck you, this, this functional insecure actresses. Fuck you va- anti-vaxxers who won't vax your kids. Fuck you measles bringing plague motherfuckers who are killing the planet right now. And I know you think it's flat and I know you don't believe in global warming. I don't, I, you pick the weirdest fucking fights, man. What the fuck is wrong with people fighting with science? How dare you? How dare you fight scientists? How dare you fight facts? How dare you fight the fucking truth? And all you're doing is hurting your kid. And uh, you know what? Fuck that. I take that back. If all you were doing was hurting your kid, I would still be fucking mad at you. But instead, you might fuck my ass up. I'm, I'm not going to walk out of this fucking house and get some uh, this, the shingles because your kid is scared of needles or you think that putting aluminum in his body is going to be fucking dangerous or whatever the fuck. You don't trust medicine. You, who do you, you don't trust medicine. So when you get a fucking headache, you don't take fucking Tylenol. You don't take any aspirins or shit like that. Do you not use Kleenex? You're like, oh yeah, it's unnatural. I just got, I, I need to sneeze into the air so the droplets can fucking infect the, because they have measles parties. Did you hear about this shit? People are bringing all their kids over to get fucking measles together. You fucking assholes. Just because you're not brave enough to have a key party anymore and swap fucking spit and swap fucking cum, you bring your kids in to get measles together and fucking breathe in that same fucking shitty air. You're getting Mylar balloons and pizza while you're killing your fucking kids. You're animals, man. You know, they're locking people like, like immigrants up in fucking cages. They should throw anti-vax people in fucking cages right fucking now. And and because it's draconian. You know what? You want to be those people? You want to you wanna behave like you're from the 1800s? You don't want to have any fucking vaccines? You don't want to have any fucking advancements? Hey, you know what we'll do? We'll put you in the fucking stocks. How does that sound? Any parents that don't vaccinate vaccinate their kids. We'll have a fucking town square and we'll put you in fucking stocks and people can sneak up in the middle of the night and fuck you in the ass. And then you'll be like moaning and groaning and stuff. And you're like, please use a condom because I might get AIDS. And you're like, oh no, you don't believe in that shit, right? You don't believe in fucking medicine and fucking things like that. You probably don't believe in AIDS. So I'm going to go ahead and just bang you right here in the ass fucking raw. I'm going to bareback you in the fucking town square because you won't vaccinate your kids and you killed all the rest of my fucking kids with the goddamn whooping cough that got fucking was gone. Literally you're there's a reason we use fucking medicine. 
All right. You guys are bringing back the all the diseases that came over from the Orient on fucking on trawlers. You know what I mean? I don't I don't want to fucking breathe in something that some celestial brought over because you fucking people won't vaccinate your kids. I can't fucking go out like that. I, I got enough problems with a bad back and a foam roller. I got enough problems with a fucking walk in tub with suicide doors. I don't want to be breathing in your kids secondhand fucking snot because he breathes it in the goddamn air. And the next thing you know, I got chicken pox on my dick again. Nobody wants that. Now, look, I didn't have chicken pox on my dick the first time, but I'm assuming because the last time I had chicken pox, it was on my face and uh, it's going to find somewhere else to go. I got to imagine my cock is going to be the natural place for it, right? Unless you get it on your chest or something. Yeah. Why did I go right for cock? That doesn't make any sense. And also there's a sentence, by the way, future uh, mate possible in, in July. Don't listen to me about, yeah, why would I go for cock? I already mentioned grinder earlier. I'm sure you're just going to be like, holy fuck this dude. I don't know what he's got going on. Trust me, man. It's just been a while. All right. I just, I spend most of my days with a left hand full of myself running off a fucking batch and dreaming about July. God damn. I can't wait until July. I can't wait to voluntarily drown. That's it. That's the only good part about checking out of this fucking world is I'm going to have a heart attack in the sack and I now have put the word out. Just straddle my face so I can fucking drown myself. Come to a throne if you're not gonna suck a dick. Egg, egg.